0: As-salamu alaykum wa wa Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Wa salatu wa salamu ala seyyidil ash wal mursaleen. Sayyidina Muhammadi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in Amma abad. Bismillah ar-Rahman rahim Na'maduhu nussalli ala rasulihil kareem Amma abad. Firstly, I would like to take this opportunity to thank Masjid al Fala the volunteer brothers and sisters, in particular, Brother Adil Saab, for giving us the opportunity to convey the message of Allah and Muhammad Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Today's event is hosted by Darul Ilm, Birmingham. Darul Ilm is a madrasa which started in 2013. Initially, we started as an online institution, but a few months later, all the programs which we were offering online, we were also offering on site as well. So, in particular, the Alimia program for brothers and sisters, the various short courses. So, this is what we have been offering since its inception in 2013. Now, one of the great things about being a Darul Ilm, again, some may say, well, Mufti you're gonna be biased, aren't you? But one of the great things is that Alhamdulillah, the students which we have, the teachers and my colleagues, we always have this passion and enthusiasm to always look out for the best, try and strive for the best. And over the past couple of years, We've noticed that students after the Alimia program wanted to study further, but perhaps in Birmingham, the opportunity wasn't there. So over the past couple of years, Alhamdulillah, we started Takhassus program on Hadith, on Fiqh i.e. the Iftar course, and there's a short course which we are planning to do next month regarding Islamic finance, which I will talk about later. But part of the Takhassus Fil Hadith program, which the teachers and my colleagues, we decided to do, is regarding the fadhail amal The authenticity of the Hadiths, the grading of the Hadiths and the stories which are in fadhail amal and also various objections which have been made regarding this book. To look at it from an academic perspective With research, with tahqiq, with investigation Now, Fazail A'mal is a very famous book Compiled by one of the greatest scholars of the 20th century Shaykhul Hadith Mawrana Muhammad Zakaria Khan Dalwi Rahimullah And wherever you go in the world You'll always find a copy of Fadhael A'mal whether you go to Australia somewhere, or Malaysia, or South America, North America, you will always find a copy of Fadal Amar. But over the past few years, many, many people have started raising objections about this book. Akhir, you know, this hadith is Modo and this is Va'eef, and you hear all these kinds of negative comments about the author, and also about the book itself. And it was in a recent trip to Bahrain, which we had an event in recently, where one of the hosts there actually started raising objections academically regarding Fadal Amal. So that in a way kind of spurred myself and my colleagues on that look, it will be very, very good and beneficial to have an academic, based course and research on this particular topic. So alhamdulillah when we made the intention, there was no one more better, more of an expert to deal with the hadith and the story than none other than my beloved Ustad Azhar mona Abdul Rahimsa. And it's a great pleasure that we are able to Inviting, we meaning the people of Birmingham, are able to invite Sheikh for this course. The biography of Sheikh can be found in the actual Fawai'l A'mal course booklet, a brief biography of Sheikh. But just very briefly, as I'm sure all of you know, Hazrat has been teaching for over 40 years, close to 40 years, hadith, tafsir. And you may be thinking, well, what's so difficult about that? What's so hard about that but believe me to wake up every morning to do your muraja 'ah and mutala 'ah before and come to dars every single day and teach hadith over and over again that in itself you know like especially nowadays is something very very difficult but to do the same things over and over and over again for a number of years that in itself is dalil and that in itself is evidence of a a great person. That in itself is the lead of a great Shaykh. So Alhamdulillah, we are very, very lucky and privileged. Obviously, I was also privileged to study under Sheikh as well for a number of years. And always say to our students here that whatever you learn, it's all from our asatizas from Dalun Bari, whether it's our Hazrat Munayis subutala sahab or our Hazrat Munabud sahab. So it's something, a great blessing for our institution, also for the Masjid as well that we are able to invite such amazing shuyukhs and in particular to come and discuss this issue about the authenticity of the al a'mal. So without any further delay, I request uh, uh, Hazrat Mounamud Raheem Sahib to come and deliver the course. Jazakallah khair. Inshallah, there's uh, bottles of water, everything around. Inshallah, around 330 there will be a refreshment break upstairs so, Alhamdulillah, we have some light refreshment sandwiches and cakes and so on. So, all brothers are requested uh, during the break to go. Their sisters uh, in your hall, there are also refreshments at the back as well. So, whenever you want, you can always go and get some. InshaAllah. Jazakallah
1: السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ومولانا محمدًا عبده ورسوله صلى الله تعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا أما بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قُلْ هَلْ يستوي الَّذِينَ يَعْلَمُونَ وَالَّذِينَ لَا يَعْلَمُونَ إِنَّمَا يتذكرون لُهُ الْأَلْبَابِ وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يحمل هذا العلم من كل خلف عدوله ينفون عنه تحريف الغالين وتأويل الجاهلين وانتحال المبتلين أو كما قال عليه السلام صدق الله مولانا العظيم وصدق رسوله النبي الكريم ونحن على ما قال ربنا وخالقنا ورازقنا من الشاهدين والشاكرين والحمد لله رب العالمين ان الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا ايها الذين امنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما درشدي الله اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد Kama ala <laughs> Respected elders, brothers, friends, sisters. First of all, we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his name. May Allah give us to do shukr at all times. I would like to thank Mufti Tawseel sahab as well for organizing this program, it's been on my mind for a long time since Mawlana Mufti sahab told me to the extent that a week ago I was in Harumayn Sharif in Medina Sharif with Hazrat Peel sahab, Hazrat Mawlana Talha sahab, the son of Hazrat Shaykh So I requested Hazrat to make du'a for this program. I said, Hazrat, we in England live in such an environment that we have fitnas around us. And daily we get new things coming up. We are just about to tackle one fitna and something else comes up. And something and this is succession. Every day, every week something new is coming up. So, uh, we are getting helpless now. Hazrat, we are getting Rose we are getting So, Hazrat, P.S.A.B. has said, that doesn't mean that you leave That doesn't mean you leave tackling the fitness. Don't be disheartened. Just keep, continue to tackle the fitness. Then Hazrat made dua for the program that Allah makes it a success and Allah accepts. So, um, Alhamdulillah, we've had this on our mind. I would like to thank Mufti Tawseer Saab. I would like to thank the Intizamiya committee of Al-Falah Masjid, of as well, Imam Saab as well, our friends who are organizing everything. May Allah reward them as well. May Allah give us Tawfiq to say something which is beneficial for all of us. We would like to start off with a brief biography of Azir sheik Mawlana Muhammad Zakariya sahab Nawarallahu marqadahu Wabarrad madjaahu And in the environment in which he wrote his book Fazayla A'mal You have this coursework You have this coursework in front of you and mufti Tawseed sahab has provided very nice khulasa of biography of hazrat sheikh Rahmatullahi ali i'm not going to read it all out again just main points hazrat sheikh Rahmatullahi birth he was born on the 10th of ramadan in the year 13 1315 after hijra Corresponding to February 12, 1898, and Hazrat Sheikh Rahmatullah left this world on the first of Sha'ban 1402, corresponding to 24 May 1982. So, if we take from 1315 to 1402. Hazrat Sheikh Rahmatullah Ali's age is roughly 87. So at the age of 87 Hazrat departed from this dunya 1982. Now Hazrat Sheikh Rahmatullah Ali was born in a very educated academic household pious personalities Hazrat Khan Dan, family members are all either Hufaz, ulama, Grandmother, Hafiza of Quran, always reciting Quran Hazrat Shaykh's father, Maulana Yahya Sahib, extremely limited personality Hazrat Shaykh Ramatullah spent 8 years, up to 8 years of his age in Gango with Hazrat Maulana Rashid Ahmad Gangohi rahmatullah ali so his du'as, Hazrat Maulana Rashid Ahmad Dungwiram, du'as were attracted towards him, and that was a golden era when Hazrat Maulana Rashid Ahmad Dungwir was in his last stages of his life, at his peak. Mustajabu da'wat, <al-da'awad> Hazrat Khanqah, Hazrat Murideen and Hazrat Fuyuz Barakat are spreading everywhere. So in that environment. Hazrat Sheikh Ramatullah Ali grew up. Hazrat Sheikh Ramatullah Ali came to Saharanpur with his father after the death of his Hazrat Guhi Rahmatullah Ali, and he st- started his studies over here. Became Hafiz of Quran, studied all the books. At the age of nineteen, he was already graduated, completed all his studies. His father passed away when he was only 19 years old and he studied dore hadith for a second time with his shaykh hazrat maulana khalil ahmad saharanpuri rahmatullah Lali. so he studied dore hadith twice once with his father hazrat maulana yahya sahab and then again with his shaykh hazrat maulana khalil ahmad saharanpuri rahmatullah Lali. then hazrat maulana khalil ahmad saharanpuri rahmatullah Lali took him on board for writing Basrul mujhud which is the commentary of Abu Dawood. So Hazrat started that work. And Hazrat Sheikh used to do all the research, go through the books and provide them for Hazrat Mawlana Khalil Ahmad sahab. Then Hazrat would come and study from those chapters and then Hazrat would dictate and Hazrat Mawlana Zakariya sahab would write. And in this manner, the book Majboor, was compiled. So, Azr sheikhs connection with Hadith started as soon as he graduated. Then he started his teaching career, beginning books, and then started teaching Mishkatul Musabi, and then Bukhari Sharif in the year 1341 after Hijrah. So, Azr sheik Rahmatullah Ali was only 26 years years when I mean, he started teaching Sahih al-Bukhari and from 1341 until 1388 that's roughly 47 48 years, Hazrat Shaykh Ali, he uh, kept on teaching uh, Sahih al-Bukhari so this is his teaching career, every year like Mufti tawseen Sahab was mentioning, you have to do mutala. And teach the same subjects again and again. And Hazrat Shaykh was given, you know, a jeep, and a way of teaching. Short words, simple words, but clear cut explanation of the hadith and the musail and the dalail that are connected to it. Those who have studied Sahih al Bukhari can understand that from uh, Hazrat Shaykh Tanqul Ali's taqreer bukhari In taqreer bukhari you know, it's the best taqreer you can find. Even many ulama, uh, you keep that in front of them when teaching. Azra sheik Ramatullahi's Sharah of Tirmizi Al-Kawqabud-Dirri Mawlana Hussain Ahmad Madani Ramatullahi used to keep that in front of him when teaching Sunan al-Tirmizi. So if he was used to write very simply and in very short and succinct manner which people used to like his wordings. So, in this way, Hazrat Shaykh Rahmatullahi Alayhi's career continued. Hazrat Shaykh Rahmatullahi Alayhi, towards the end uh, of his teaching career had uh, watery eyes and uh, he passed on the teaching of Sahih Bukhari to others, Shaykhul Hadith, Mawlana Muhammad, Yunus Sahab, John Puri, Ramatullah. Who taught Sahih Bukhari for another 50 years after Hazrat Shaykh in the Madrasa of Saharanpur, Mazahir al ulum Saharanpur? Hazrat Shaykh Rahmatullahi Ali's daily routine is also mentioned over here: his personality, his characteristics, and etc. Hazrat Mawlana Abul Hasan Ali Nadwi. Rahmatullahi Alayhi writes regarding his personality that Sheikh Zakaria was extremely vibrant, very energetic, active. Light-hearted, smiling, cheerful, friendly, he often jested with his close friends and acquaintances. We saw in him good character and forbearance with people, as well as rare humility. And above all, his personal qualities were always governed by his deep faith and sense of contentment. So this is the sheikh's personality. Azrat Shaykh Rahmatullah Ali was praised by many scholars, Arab and non-Arabs, Azrat Maulana Yusuf Nuri Rahmatullah Ali, the author of Ma'arifu Sunan, has said great words in praise of Azrat Shaykh Rahmatullah Ali, Shaykh Saeed Ahmad, the head of the University of Aligarh, Sheikh Abu Hassan Ali Nadvi Rahmatullah Ali, many others. Have praised Sheikh Zakaria in many ways. So, Alhamdulillah, all the ulama, you see, his students, they are spread around India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, England, Canada, America, South America, Zambia, Zimbabwe, many other places. Among his students is Hazratji of uh, second Hazratji of Tabligh. Hazrat Maulana Yusuf Kandalvi Ramtullah, his student as well and his son in law as well. He is the author of Amani Lahbar Shalhimaani Lahsar, he is the author of Hayatul Sahaba, and he was a great speaker and orator. And Hazrat Shaykh Ramtul used to say regarding him, Kana fa maliki, That he was my student, but he went ahead of me. Meaning, when Hazrat G. Morana Yusuf Saab went in Tabligh and went around, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him so much barakah and taraqi that Shaykh used to say he has gone way ahead. So, Hazrat Ji Morana Yusuf Saab Kandalwi, Morana Inamul Hasan Kandalwi, both students of Hazrat Shaykh Ram Mufti Mahmudul Hasan Gangui rahmatullahi Tulali, Morana Abdul Jabbar Saab Azmi rahmatullahi all these mushaykh great great legends students of Hazrat Sheikh Zakariyya rahmatullah alayhi this show shows the great personality of Hazrat Sheikh then we move on to Hazrat Sheikh's works His tasaneef he wrote many books Nabawi, Sharh-e Tirmizi. Now this is very beautiful. You know, Hazrat wrote it very nicely. Every word of there in khassail Tirmizi, shamail Nabawi is you know um, you can say uh, 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 to be written with gold, golden ink. Everything sinks in very beautiful manner. It's in Urdu. It's been translated in English. Mawlana Abdu Subhan has retranslated it and inshallah it will be published by Torah's Publications by that translation of Shamaile e and you will benefit from there. The way in which Hazrat translates and explains it in beautiful manner. And then we come on to Faza'il-e-Amal. So, I want to talk a little bit about Fazaili e amal and the background of how fazaili amal was written this will explain and allow us to understand the criticisms and whatever is behind that so next subject we want to talk about is fazaili amal when were they written and under what conditions circumstances were they written i'm going to give a brief account in order Hazrat Sheikh Ramatullah Ali wrote, first of all, fazail quran He started writing it at the beginning of Zulhijjah in the year 1348, and he completed it on the 29th of Zulhijjah in the same year 1348. That's in less than a month. And he wrote this Kitab Fazail-e-Quran under the Instruction of Hazrat Shah Yasi Nagin Madhulla who was the Khalifa of Hazrat Mawlana Rashid Ahmad Gangohi rahmatullahi So he didn't write on his own. He was he was uh, encouraged and instructed to write by one of the great Shuyukh of his time. So the first book he wrote was Fazail-e Quran. Number two, second book he wrote after that was fazail e His uncle, Hazrat Maulana Ilyas Sahib Kandalli ali the Bani of Tablir. He saw that people are not paying due respect to the month of Ramzan. There is some laxity in fasting, rosas. People are not valuing the rosas they should. They are not keep fasting properly. So he wanted to have some risala about Ramazan, Fazail, Barakat of Ramazan. Hazrat sheik Rahmatullahi Alayhi wrote this book in Ramazan 1349. He started it in Ramazan and on the 27th night of Ramazan in the same year, 1349, Hazrat completed this book. That's also less than a month in which he wrote Fazail Ramzan. ramazan now, what is Hazrat Shaykh Ramatullah mm-hmm. Ali's way of writing these books? You have to read them to understand the way he writes. In the beginning, he brings Quranic verses. For example, in Fazail e Quran, he will bring verses regarding Quran Sharif. In Fazail e Ramzan, he will bring verses of Quran regarding Ramzan, Shahru Ramzan, Alladi Unzila Quran, Qutib alaykum and then Hazrat mentions hadith. He normally quotes forty hadith because of ala ummati hadithan fi forty hadith, and he divides them into chapters: chapter one, chapter two, chapter three. For example, in e Ramzan, you read that uh, Fazail of Rosa and then he will go on to Adab of fasting and then he will go on to Fazail of, of searching for Laylatul Qadr so in this manner the whole book is formed this is the format normal format of his books the third book he wrote was Fazail Tabligh he started it after completing Fazail Ramzan on the 27th of Ramzan 1349 and then he uh, Completed it, and this also was under the instruction of his uncle Hazrat Ji Morana Ilyas Sahab al So again, fazail is the third book to be written by him. Number four, fourth book Hazrat wrote was Hikayat-e-Sahaba. This was also written. Under the instruction of some of his mashaykh. What happened was Sheikh in the month of Safar 1357 after Hijrah. Which year? 1357 after hijrah was travelling to Ajrara, name of a city, town. Along the way he stopped at Mirat. Now in Mirat he had nosebleed, naksir booty, and two large pots were filled with the blood uh, that came out and uh, from the nosebleed. The doctors of the time said that Hazrat, you take it easy, don't do any heavy work which is related to the demag, Because you've lost a lot of blood, don't put pressure on yourself. So, Hazrat had to stop many of his demaghi kams, rest, sleep better. So, Hazrat thought to himself that I have stopped other demaghi kams, mental work, tiring work. I might as well write this kitab, which many of uh, Mashayikh, Galiban, Yasin, Sabah, instructed that I might as well write this book of hikayat-e-sahaba Hazrat Shah Abdul Qadir sorry Shah had instructed him to write hikayat-e-sahaba and he was not getting any time so he said this mauqa time is ghanimah 2 3 months i might as well utilize this time to write uh, hikayat-e-sahaba so he started it on the 12th of uh, 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 sorry he started it in the month of Safar and completed it on the 12th of Shawwal, 1357. Now, over here, Doctor Akram Nadwi said that Sheikh Yun, Sheikh Adil, Sheikh Zakariya had some mental problem when he was writing for Zailiyama. I'll read what he said. He says in one of his speeches, and try to understand one thing really, most of the people who when they write things on Sufism, then they shut down their mind of Faqih and thinking. They just follow this blindly as a Sufi. Then even the hadith which are fabricated, they don't care, they don't check, just keep repeating. Same person when it comes to madhab, they say, no, this hadith is weak. It is Mursal, this and that. They are great Fiqy and Muhadhis, but the same person when he writes on Sufism, no Mursal, no Munqatheh. Every hadith is hadith sahih. They don't care about anything. They shut their mind properly. You can see, it. like for example Sheikh Zakaria. I respect him when he writes Sharh of Aujazul Masalik or Muatta. And this and that, you can see his faqih and a muhaddis and this and that, same person when writing book on Fazail amal you know, fabricated hadith, munkar hadith and all those things, no discussion, no argument, every single thing he copies of the book and takes it as it is, it is not right, people are not consistent, there are very few people in the world who are always consistent, most people are non-consistent, he went on to say that. Sheikh Zakriya had some Dimaghi problem, mental problem when he was writing for Zayli Now, I want to say what was this Dimaghi Taklif? And when was it? It was only temporarily. And he was he had stopped the other world and he was resting, relaxing. His mind was in the he was in the right frame of mind when writing these kitabs and this is not book of fazail he was writing hikayat-e-sahaba at the time hikayat-e-sahaba there's nothing of fazail in there it's only hikayat stories of sahabi kiram rizwanullah alihim ajmaeen now he makes this foundation and then based on that he puts a whole building but the foundation is weak so the whole building whatever he says after that is weak as well there are others on Facebook, like Ismail Ibrahim, who used to call himself Haris Hammam. He goes on to say that a long list of things like uh, Sheikh Zakaria towards the end, Nauz Billah was senile, didn't know what he was saying, and he was writing these books of Fazail. And then he goes on to say, so many uh, 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 narrators of Hadith towards the end of their life, Uh, were not mentally fit and scholars have said what have said that uh, Ibn Abi Sabra, Ibn Lahia so and so towards the end of their lives they were not right not in the right frame of mind so their hadiths are not reliable therefore Shaykh Zakaria's Fazail are not reliable either (coughs) now uh, this is what I'm trying to say Shaykh Zakaria is not towards the end of his life What year did he write hikayat-i-Sahaba when he fell ill? 1357. And what year did he die? 1402. How many years after writing this kitab? 42 and 3, 45. So he remained alive for 45 years after writing this kitab. And this was a temporary illness where Hakim said that don't put any pressure on your demand because you've lost a lot of blood. So, Hazrat Shaykh Rahmatullah, he was just temporarily for a few days, weeks and he was resting. So, he wrote this kitab. He was mentally okay, just physically weak. So, it seems that these people have some biasness against Hazrat Shaykh. They have some problem with Hazrat Shaykh. Their objections are not based on any academic or intellectual level. They, they just want to get their inside and hasad, and whatever is inside out on Hazrat Shaykh Ramatullah Ali. Hazrat Shaykh's third kitab is this Ikayat e Sahab. Then Hazrat Shaykh Ramatullah Ali wrote Faza'il e Namaz, Virtues of Salah. This was also under the instruction of his uncle Hazrat Murana Ilyasar. He completed fazail e namaz on the 7th of Muharram, 1358 after Hijrah. Fazile e zikr Next one is fazail e zikr Hazrat Sheikh completed this Kitab and on the 26th of Shawwal, 1358 after Hijrah. This also under the instruction of his uncle, Hazrat Ji Mawlana, Ilyas Sahab. And then, next book he wrote was Fazail Hajj. His cousin and his student ji Yusuf Kandalli, did you know, he was adamant that you should write a book about virtues of Hajj. So Hazrat Share uh, started writing this kitab on the third of Shawwal. 1366 after Hijra, and he completed it on the 14th of Jumada al-Ula, 1367. Next book, Fazail Sadqat. Hazrat Sheikh Ramatu Allah Alaih, Chachajan, Hazrat Maulana Ilyas Sab Ramatu Alaih, had encouraged him and you know instructed him to read to write some book about for Zakat about zakat and about tijarat business trade and commerce so two books so azshaykh rahmatullahi wrote fazail-i-sadaqat which is general and it includes zakat as well and nafli sadaqat as well and it's a beautiful book it's this thick and uh, amazing book amazing book it it changed the lives of many businessmen, traders. Hazrat Shaykh got letters from many people that Alhamdulillah your book Fazayl Sadaqat has changed my life, transformed me into a better person. Our Hazrat Mawrana Yusuf Mutala Sahab, Daamat Barakatuhum says that when I became Bayat with Hazrat Shaykh Zakariya the first complete book which I read was Fazail-e-Sadaqat. You know, in in my free time, I used to sit down and keep reading Fazail-e-Sadaqat. And Fazail-e-Sadaqat taught me how to cry in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because at the end of Fazail-e-Sadaqat, there are 70 stories of Zahideen, Abideen who worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and who were really ascetic people. When you read their biographies, their incidents, their stories, it, it brings that softness and gentleness in your heart and it brings tears to your eyes. So, Fazail-e-Sadaqat is an amazing book. It's the thickest book from among the Tassaniyf of Hazar Sheikh Rahmatullah. This <laughs> is the book, fazail e Okay, This is the book, fazail e and in there is the seven books and then fazail e sadaqat is different na dikha do ye kitab fazail e sadaqat pages 700 pages this is the book fazail e sadaqat every household should have this book and you should do taleem you know when i was young my mother used to read stories from here of hazrat behlool Rahmatullahi Alayhi, hazrat Sayyidina Hassan, Sayyidina Hussein, Imam Zainul Abideen, Imam Ja'far Sadiq Rahmatullah and their stories are mentioned in there by Hazrat Shaykh towards the end. The story of the son of Harun Rashid, beautiful stories, you know, they, uh, they, they soften our hearts and bring us towards Akhirat, distance us from the dunya and bring us closer to Akhirat. So, Hazrat Shaykh Rahmatullah eighth book which he wrote was this one. Fazaila Sadaqat completed it on uh, 22nd of Safar 1368 after Hijra. And the ninth and the last book Hazrat Shaykh Ramatullahi wrote was fazail Duluth Sharif. Hazrat Shah Yasin Nagini Ramatullahi Alayhi had instructed him to write Fazail of Sharif Virtues of salat and Salam upon the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Hazrat Shaykh says that I intended to write but it kept on delaying and delaying until Hazrat Shahab Yaseen Sahib passed away. And he left some instruction to his students that keep urging Shaykh Zakaria to write fazail e dul So his students kept on, you know, requesting until Hazrat Shaykh Ramatullahi says that Unki intikal ke baad he wrote it, he started writing it on the 25th of Ramadan, the year 1384 after Hijrah, and completed it on the 6th of Zulhijah 1384. So that's 1384. Hazrat Sheikh remained alive after that for how many years? From 84, 1384 to 1402. That's 18 years. So he had written all these books of Fazail, completed them. All of them, 18 years before his, he passed away. So he, he was not senile. He had no mental problem when he was writing these kitabs. He was in proper state of mind, proper health at that time when he was writing these. So these people who make such objections on fazaili amal have to get their act straight and stop accusing al-shaykh zakaria rahmatullah Nahi of something that is against the truth and that is not the reality. Hazrat Shaykh is Hazrat Shaykh Rahmatullahi alayhi. We have just heard Allama Yusuf bin Nuri, Hazrat Maulana Abul Hasan, Nadvi and all his students and all praising Hazrat Shaykh Rahmatullahi alayhi. You know, um, <coughs> we will continue after this, uh, go on to the main point of our discussion today, inshallah. Um, But this is just a little bit about Hazrat Shaykh Zakariya Ramatullahi Biography, his uh, authoring of these books, the environment, how he did them. Something which is amazing is, Islam, I think I missed one of the kitabs. Did I mention Faza'il-e-Namaz? And then Faza'il-e-Zikr in the middle. Faza'il-e-Zikr, Hazrat Shaykh Ramatullahi wrote under the instruction of istijazah and completed in 26 Shawwal 1358 the point i want to make here is islam is based on five pillars kalma e shahadat namaz roza zakat hajj if you see these books of fazail they are covering these five pillars in fazail e zikr there is chapter on kalma la ilaha illallah and the zikr of la ilaha illallah Afzalu zikr la ilaha illallah Virtues of zikr, virtues of tisbih, strengthening the iman through zikr. So that's kalma, shahadat, fazail, imaniyat, fazail. And then we have fazail e namaz, fazail e which is about roza, and fazail e sadaqat, which is about zakat, and fazail e hajj. So five pillars. Masail, Hazrat Shaykh Ramtullah Ali, Morana ilias Sahab Ramtullah Ali said, You learn from ulama kiram but general public should be encouraged with fazail you know we should we should uh, say things which open up the hearts of the community you know our hearts open up like the rose uh, flower opening up and we feel like practicing on what we hear this is the reason why fazail are written and uh, to bring ummat closer to the deen we have to mention fazail to them if we keep mentioning, you know, iqab and warnings, then people get restless and they get, you know, agitated. So people get, you know, scared, shaken, they, they run away. But if you mention fada'il, this fazeera, this virtue, this virtue, this virtue, our heart open up and we feel like practicing. So uh, fada'il books were written by our as-Salafay Salihin as well. So Hazrat Sheikh Ramatullah wrote these books of Fazail in order to bring the Ummah closer to practicing, closer to Namaz, closer to Zikr, closer to uh, fasting, closer to giving Sadakah and charity, closer to going for Hajj. And when you read that book of Fazail, you feel like going and traveling for Hajj. So these books. And number two, so Hazrat Sheikh Ramatullah covered the five pillars of Islam. One point. And number two, one thing sometimes I, you know, think over it is amazing. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Allah. He works in mysterious ways. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala selects people, chooses them, and takes the work of deen from them according to the need of era. You see, we see from the beginning, at the turn of the first century, you know, we see Hazrat Umar ibn Abdul Aziz rahmatullahi alayhi, he instructs the muhaddisin to compile the ha- ahadith in the forms of booklets. And Ibn Shihab Zuhli, Abu Bakr ibn Muhammad ibn Amr ibn Hazm and others, they compile their ahadith and send those books to Hazrat Umar ibn Abdul Aziz. Books were written before that, but then people pay their more attention in collecting ahadith in the forms of books. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did ilham and inspired Ibn Abdul Aziz towards this. Then we see Hazrat Imam Abu Hanifa He sees that people are picking and choosing from ahadith. There needs to be some fundamentals, usuls, principles, rules, regulations from which masail can be derived deduced from quran and hadith so he explains uh, those usul of uh, deriving masail usul fiqah so he establishes fiqh and usul fiqh then we see time passes and people's attention are drifting towards all types of hadith so we see imam bukhari rahmatullahi alayhi, allah chooses imam bukhari rahmatullahi alayhi, to this differentiate between the top draw top level ahadith and those which have a little bit of weakness in them so muhaddisin categorize the ahadith that this hadith is sahih lizatihi sahih lighayrihi hassan lizatihi hassan lighayrihi zaif munkar mauzu. so they categorize them and elaborate on them so imam bukhari rahmatullah you know uh, works really hard tirelessly to get the hadith of the top broad, top category, in which every hadith, every narrator from Imam Bukhari to his ustad, to ustadul ustad, to ustadul ustadul ustad, to sahabi, tabi'i sahabi, tabi' tabi'i tabi'i tabi, sahabi, to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, every narrator is thiqah, adil, taam zab kasibul mulazama, busy in teaching and learning hadith and reliable. So these narrators, Imam Bukhari takes from them and compiles Sahih al-Bukhari. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saw that this is the need of the time. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala took that work from him. And time moves on. Time comes when Mu'tazilas, uh, are at their peak and they are corrupting aqaid. And Allah selects Imam Abu Lahsan Ash'ari rahmatullahi Imam Abu Mansur Maturidi rahmatullahi, 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 rahmatullahi. And who uh, tackle the Mu'tazila and they clear out and clarify things. So this is Allah choosing those Aima to do that work at that time when it's needed. Time comes when philosophers are, you know, raising their heads, and people are going into philosophy. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala brings forth Imam Ghazali And Imam Ghazali R.A. explains the sciences and the wisdom behind the Ahkam of Sharia. And he tackles philosophy head on. He himself studies philosophy, goes deep into philosophy, and then he writes Al Munqiz min al and then he writes Ihya'u al Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives him the rank of Mujaddidiyat of that time. He died in the year 505 after Hijrah, and he slaughtered the philosophers. And he is, uh, you know, uh, put uh, rejuvenated and breathed life into Muslims of that time. And he, uh, you know, strengthened Islam with his works. So we see each era, whatever is needed, time comes of Hafiz ibn Hajar As-Qalani. Rahmatullah You know, there is need, there is death upon the Ummah of Sharh of Sahih al-Bukhari to imam hafiz ibn hajar Asqalani, Ramtullah writes the beautiful sharh of uh, sahih bukhari fathul bari allah uses him to do that work at that time that was the need of the time and Alam Din aini Ramtullah is contemporary they both write beautiful shuruhat of uh, uh, sahih al bukhari and uh, similarly time moves on at the turn of the first millennium uh, you know islam is more focused on the indian subcontinent and the civilization of Indian subcontinent is at its peak at that time. And Mujadid al-Fisani, Rahmatullah alayhi, Shaykh Ahmad hindi comes. When there is Akbar, who is inventing Dina Ilahi and who is saying that all Mazahib are equal. Everything is okay. You can worship whatever you want. You can worship the cow. You can worship the cross. You can worship this. You can uh, worship that. And you can avoid worship if you want to. You know, whatever religion, all religions or no religion are all same. So in his, in his book, in Lal Qila, he has a cor- corner like high by corner and people come and discuss about their deen and their beliefs and they have, you know, everything in there. You can worship whoever you want, whatever you want. There is freedom. The only, the only religion which does not have freedom is Islam. The other religions all have freedoms but you can't you can't keep a beard. and you can't do this you can't celebrate this you can't do that so these are the uh, you know uh, innovations which uh, akbar had brought in in the deen ilahi allah subhanahu wa taala chose hazrat mujaddid al fesani Shaykh ahmad sal hindi ali to get rid of all those bid'at and to uh, you know put his life into islam and muslims again that's why he's classed as mujaddid al rahmatullahi rahmatullah ali then time comes of Shavaliyaullah muhaddis Dehlavi Rahmatullahi In India, there is more focus on manti and falsafah. Shavaliyaullah Muhaddis Dehlavi Rahmatullahi travels to Medina Sharif, stayed there for nearly two years. And then he comes back and he focuses more on Hadith Sharif. And through him, the whole uh, you know Indian subcontinent is directed towards Hadith, Quran and Hadith. Uh, Rather than aql and logic, they focus more on naql and narration and riwayat. And he explains to people that naql and riwayat takes precedence over aql and logic. If something, uh, you know, aql is in confirmation with naql, okay. But if it goes against naql, then we will put the aql down and we will use the naql and riwayat whether we understand or not. Because everything in Quran and Hadith is in confirmation with the aql. There is nothing in Qur'an hadith which goes against logic. It can be above logic, beyond logic. Because every person's intellect is different. So someone might not understand something uh, uh, from the logical side, but there is logic in there. So just because I can't understand it, that does not mean there's no logic in there. There is logic in there. There is some wisdom behind it, but I can't understand it. So, I have to, I have to uh, criticize my own understanding, not the Naql and the Rivayat. And this is happening today as well. Many people are criticizing Rivayat and saying this Rivayat is not Mautabar, that is not Mautabar because it goes against Aql. And one of those chaps is over here in Birmingham, Abu is Nahi Majmal. He's attacking Sahih al Bukhari and he's saying it's not proven. You know, Sahih Bukhari, Nauzubillah, Firabli narrated, where are the 90,000 uh, students of Imam Bukhari, Ramatullah Ali. And there are many hadith in Bukhari, which go against the logic. And these hadith which criticize Ummahatul muminin in this manner. So we will, we will throw that hadith away, and we will protect the honor and dignity of Ummahatul muminin My dear friend, if you don't understand the reason behind those hadiths, that does not mean there is some, no explanation behind it. And this behavior of criticizing Sayyid al-Bukhari, just because you don't understand the hadith, is not the right uh, way, course of action. But there were people at that time as well. So, Explain that uh, to the community, that we have to hold on to Quran, Hadith, Naql, and give precedence to Naql, and Riwayat, and Hadith, over our own logic. And don't go towards manti, and Falsafa and philosophy, turn towards Quran, and Hadith, and Naql. So in this manner, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is taking the work of the need of time from the ulama, sulaha, mashayikh, Alullah. Then we have the establishment of our darul ulum dewan, mzahir ulum These idaras, you know, they were established for a reason. There was the a purpose behind establishing these institutes. They were the need of the time. They were the need of the time. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala used Hazrat Maulana Qasim Nanotwi rahmatullahi layi. Hazrat Maulana Rashid Amul to establish these institutes and Allah protected them through them. And then we have this era of when the da'wah work is spreading and people are brought closer to the deen through working, uh, going around, knocking on people's doors, bringing them to the masjid, bringing them to salah. Hazratji Maulana you know, was inspired by Allah to start this Dawah. In his biography, you will read that Hazratji was a very, you know, uh, uh, weak, frail, short personality, and uh, he was busy in his teaching, education, in his ma'mulat, in his wazaif, zikr, fikr, tilawat, tasbihat. He travelled for Hajj, and he. In, he was intending to go to Medina Sharif first, but then he thought that, no, I'm a sinful person. I can't go to Medina Sharif, in this sinful state. I might as well go to Makkah Muqarramah first, and then, you know, uh, do some tawbah, istighfar, gain forgiveness, then go uh, in the presence of the Prophet So he stayed in ramadan until Hajj, and after Hajj, he went to Medina Sharif. And he stayed there. He was thinking of staying there. In Medina Sharif and spending the rest of his life there but he got indication from the Rauza Sharifa from Nabi Kareem that uh, go back to Hindustan inshallah we will take work of deen from you so he was really this, you know shaken he spoke to the elder brother of Hazrat Mawlana Sayyid Hussein Madani alayhi, who said that why are you so worried You've not been told that go over there and do work. You've been told that work will be taken from you. So go, work will be taken from you. So when he returned, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala busied him in this work of da'wah. And he started work among the community of Mewat And who were very, very far from deen. You know, they used to celebrate Diwali, they used to celebrate Holi, and they used to celebrate Eid, and they used to keep long mustache and shave beard. Half of them like Hindu and half of them like Muslim. They used to do Shem mushrikana stuff as well. So hazrat used to go, bring them to the masjid, rectify them, and slowly, slowly they start praying Salat, their Aqidahs are getting correct, and Alhamdulillah they keep in beards, itibai sunnat, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brought them closer to the deen. And in this way, the work spread and millions of people's lives were transformed. So there was the need to you know, uh, uh, encourage people to practice. This is why Hazrat ji Murana Ilyas Sahib, told Hazrat Shaykh to write these books of fazail. So it was the need of the time. Now, look, if Imam Bukhari was in the time of Imam Abu Hanifa, and he would have wrote Sayyid Bukhari, that would not have been a right. If Imam Bukhaniva was in the time of Imam Ghazali, then he would have had to do what Imam Ghazali did. Because that's the need of the time. So at that time the need was to write these books of Fazail so people can be brought closer to the deen. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inspired Hazrat Shaykh rahmatullah alihi Through his mashayikh These are all Ahlullah, Ulama, Tahajjud, Guzar. They never miss their Tahajjud, tahajjud Salat Let alone missing their Sunnas Or let alone missing Faraz Today we miss many Farais We miss many Sunan We miss many Wajibat we, Let alone Tahajjud and Zikr and Tasmeehat And Tilawat Al-Quran These are Ulama, Ahlullah, Sulaha, Mashayikh Zahideen, Abideen Allah inspires them Allah inspired them to write these books of Faza'il. So, the point, second point I was trying to make by bringing this long history is that Faza'il-i-A'mal were the need of the time. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala changed the lives of millions of people through fazail amal You know, Faza'il-i-A'mal has been translated into more than 30 languages. How many languages? It's been translated in Arabic as well by the ulama of Nadwa. And the ulama of Arab also use this. And 30 languages. And millions of copies have been spread around the world. So, some of our ulama mashaykh have said it is the most read book after Quran Sharif in the whole world. The most read book is Fazil-e Amal after Quran Sharif. Quran Sharif is number one. But after Quran Sharif, because everywhere you go, there is Tablighi Jamaat. And Jamaat read Fazil-e Amal. In their morning ta'aleem, they read Fazil-e Sadaqat, And they read Fazil-e Zikr. You know, people say, ta'aleem of Fazil-e Amal. Our Ustad, Hazrat Shaykh Yunus Sahab Rahmatullahi Ali. I was with him for a few days in Ramzan. In his majlis, every Fazail Fazil-e Ramzan was done. Such a great Sheikh! But in his majlis, every day few pages from Fazil-e Ramzan were read. In fact, I read this incident once during the life of Hazrat Sheikh when he was hayat. There was muchura in Ramzan that the daily ta'leem from which book should be read so some of the mashayikh said we should read maktoobat-e-mujadid sahab mujadid rahmatullah rahmatullahi's letters shaykh yunus sahab said my opinion is we should read the book of fazail by Sheikh fazail-e-amad and the reason he gave was that hazrashaykh has written with his book on hadith sharif there's only ahadith in here it's filled with ahadith and number two when the book of an author is read in his presence, then the barakat and the ruhaniyat and spirituality increases. So this was his opinion. However, uh, first of all, the maktubat were begun, uh, you know, they, res- they started reading from maktubat. After a few days, they started with the I went to meet at Mufti Farooq and there was ta'lim in Ramzan from Asar till Maghrib. From Asalti Maghrib. Over one hour ta'lim. And they were reading this Fazail book from beginning till end. And Hazrat Mufti Farooq Sahib said that around the world in Ramzan, they only read Fazail Ramzan. But here in Mirat we read the whole Fazail. From beginning till end. All in the part one, there are seven books. And in part two, there are two. e Sadqat and e Hajj in part two. And in part one, there are seven. There used to be seven, but there are six now. Faza'il al durud besides Faza'il al durud So he said we read all this kitab throughout Ramzan from beginning till end. We complete the whole Faza'il al Amal in the month of Ramzan. Faza'il al namaz Faza'il al Zikr, Faza'il al Quran, Hikayat al Sahaba, Faza'il al Tabliq, Faza'il al Ramzan. Everything is read throughout the whole month of Ramzan. So this shows the acceptance Allah has granted to this book. So uh, uh, we see over here, Alhamdulillah. Fazaili A'mal, background, maqbuliyat, in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, most read book around the world. Now, we go on to today's lesson. Is this book, Fazaili A'mal, authentic? Now, I want to ask a question. When you say, is it authentic, what do you mean by that? What does authenticity mean in your mind? Is it the Arabic word of Sahih? Well, if that was in your mind, then Sahih is an academic terminology, Istilah. Mufti tawseer Sahib will explain what is Sahih. And I indicated towards it, during the conversation that sahih is in the eyes of muhaddithin is such a hadith which is narrated by a narrator who is Muslim who is siqah reliable who is adil who is who who is zabt and who is tawilul mulazamat ma'a shaykh and there is no shuzuz in that riwayat and there is no illat and defect in that riwayat that riwayat is classed as sahih now what will you understand by that you have to study with mufti tawseed sahab alim class for 6 7 8 9 10 years then you will understand this terminology of sahih is top category of hadith then we have, after that, Sahih Ligayrihi. Which is not reaching that top level, just a little bit below it. Then we have Hassan Zati, And then we have Hassan Ligayrihi. And then we have Zaif. Now, Zayif is that in which all the sharaith of Sahih do not prevail. Some are missing in there. The narrator is Muslim. That's necessary. But with regards to Saqahat, he might not be that strong a Rabbi. With regards to Tambu Vapta, his memory might be a little bit weak. He might get a little confused sometimes. And then al Mulazamat, he might not have stayed in the suhbat and company of his teachers for a long period. Or he might have studied and then went on to some other line, like business, trade here and there for a few years. And then he came back into the field of hadith. So maybe there is some, you know, because of the missing period, he might have missed some things out. There might be some shuzuz in the isolation. One narrator is isolated. We have a class of 50 students over here. And the teacher said something, narrated something. Now, 10, 15 students are narrating one thing, but one student lifts his hand and he narrates something else as well. This is called shuzuz, isolation. That this one single narrator is narrating a different word. Why are the others not narrating it? So, this makes his narration weak. Or oh, there is some ill, some defect in there. Now, this ilalul hadith is an amazing fun, and it's ilham. Abdul Rahman ibn Mahdi used to say al-hadithi ilhamun it's, it's inspiration from Allah Sometimes a muhaddith can figure out some defect in a narration But he's unable to explain it with his words It's like, you know, the goldsmith, jeweler He looks at the, you know, gold And he knows that, the defect in there Just by looking at it He might not be able to explain it in words, but he knows how many carrots it is, how much mixture is in there, how much defect is in there. So this is based on uh, uh, experience. The muhaditheen spend their lives in hadith, so they get this expertise in there to understand that hidden defects in narration. Imam Bukhari was at the top of this. Once Imam Muslim mentioned some hadith, and he said, This hadith is sahih. Imam Bukhari said, No, there is some defect in there. What defect in it there? He said, This is mentioned something very minute. Imam Muslim's mind was not towards that. And he was amazed. And he said, wa rijlaik, Ya Ustad al al muhaddithin wa Tabib al Hadith Let me let me kiss your feet, O teacher of all teachers, leader of muhaddithin, and the doctor. Of the ill and the hidden defects of hadith, the sickness in the hadith. So this there might be some ill in the hadith which makes it weak. So this is the hadith which does not reach that top level. However, all the ahadith are hadith. Do you get it? Which hadith is not hadith? Mawdu'ah, fabricated, something which the Prophet sallallahu did not say. Someone else said it. who said it ever said it Some something from previous eras, like Sukrat, Muqrat Aflatul You bring their sayings something regarding medical science That you drink water cold water in the morning. This is going to happen hot water. This is going to happen Now you see you relate it as a Hadith but the Prophet never said that So that's Moodoo that's fabrication You bring something from let's say Shakespeare and you say, This is hadith nawz billah. So, this is mawzu, that's fabrication, that's not right. Now, when we get this type of mawzu, fabrication, we ourselves say, This is not right, this is wrong, this is not authentic. But when we get some Zaif hadith, we can't class it as the same as mawzu. There's difference between Zaif and mawzu. You have to understand that difference. This is something academic. Many people today confuse. Uh, The mass and the general public by saying this hadith is Zaif, throw it away. But that's not right. You can't throw Zaif hadith away. Let me quote something from our Shaykh, Hazrat Shaykh Yunusah, Nawar Allah Once we were with him in Hajj and we were doing Sa'i, and sometimes during Sa'i, he used to talk as well. Because in Tawaf, you should remain quiet, but in Sa'i, you're allowed to say something which is beneficial. So he were walking in sa'id and he suddenly started talking and he started saying something about hadith. And he said, In Hadith Sharif, one quarter of the ahadith reach the top level of Sahih. And three quarters are of Zaif nature. And the contradictions come in Ahadith because of the Zaif Ahadith. In Sahih Ahadith, there is no contradiction. If you take all the zi'af away, then there won't be any, any contradiction and tanaqud between the sahih ahadith. Now what do we understand from there? That sahih ahadith one quarter, if you throw all the zayir ahadith in the garbage, bin binnawzulillah, class them as mawzul, then you are throwing away three quarter of the collection of ahadith. How can you throw away three quarter of the collection of ahadith? One of our ulama said, you know, Zayif hadith is Zayif. What does Zayif mean? Weak. So he said, you know, if we have someone Zayif in our community, we don't bang them down, throw them away. We support them. Zayif admi ko sahara dete hain, support dete hain, help karte hain, madad karte hain, usko chalate hain, himmet dete hain, usko phenk nahi deete, usko thoda nahi dete, phenk nahi dete. You don't throw the Zayif person away. You take it, you respect it, you take it forward. So when you see some hadith, even if it's Zaif, what, what should your attitude be? You look for something that supports it, from other books, from other asani, from elsewhere. And this is exactly what Hazrat Shaykh does in Fazaili Amal. He, he, knows, he knows that this hadith might be Zaif, but he brings other quotes as well. That this hadith is in Tabrani, in Darimi, in Bayhaqi, is in Musnadi Ahmad, narrated by so-and-so. You know, he, he has 40 ahadith and in one hadith, he bring, puts the Arabic, and then he gives the takhreej of every hadith, and he quotes the various muhaditheen who have narrated that hadith, and then he puts a footnote, and in that footnote, he brings more hadiths of the same subject. So this strengthens, strengthens and puts an emphasis on that hadith. Example, uh, the hadith of uh, 80 times durood salawat on Friday after asr. Narrated by Imam Sahabi, rahmatullahi. Hazrat shaykh rahmatullahi narrates a few more various narrations under it. And then he says that, because of all these other supporting evidences, this hadith reaches the rank of Hasan. And then he also brings that on Friday, we have been encouraged to increase our salawat. So it's Friday, it's after asar time, it's barkati time, du'as after asar are accepted. Between asar and maghrib is the time of zikr. The the sa'atul istijaba sa'atul ijaba the moment of acceptance of du'as is between Asr and Maghrib, just before Maghrib. And this is why Hazrat Shaykh, Ramatullah, ali's habit throughout his whole life was that on Friday, Hazrat Shaykh would not go home after Asr. He would remain in Maghrib after Asr, and, sorry, after Asr until Maghrib time. So that period of one and a half, two hours, Hazrat would spend inside masjid, he would busy himself in zikr, in salawat, in dulu Sharif, and, and then du'as at the end before Maghrib. He would say, This is barakati time. How can we waste time? If we go home, we're going to waste the time. So we might as well stay in the masjid. So uh, reading salawat on Friday is an established factor in Quran and Hadith. So salat, increasing salawat, and then on Friday there are in, in Fazayer Durood there are hadiths which say when it's Friday read salat and salam upon me in abundance because it is a day in which there is presence of Malaika and whenever one of you finishes his Durood and salawat they are immediately presented to me and I make Dua and istighfar for you. So these are hadiths supported in various ways. So Hazrat Shaykh Raheemullah brings a hadith, supports it. This is how our attitude should be. Some people today, especially the non-muqallidin, they say that Zaif hadith should be disregarded, and this is where the problem comes. So now we go on to the subject of: Are there any zeif ahadith in fazail e We will say yes. We don't deny. But there's no only Zahir Ahadith, Sahih Ahadith as well. Don't say there's only Zahir Ahadith. Sahih Ahadith. Over here, I have this book. Beautiful book. You see this thick book? This is all about Tahqiqul fi Faza'il al A'mal. It's about 650 pages. It's written by Hazrat Mawlana Latifur Rahman al Bahraiji Al-Qasimi who lives in Makkah he was; It was written under the instruction of Hazrat Mawlana Abdul Hafiz Makki Rahmatullah In the first 300 pages he's discussed various issues but in the last 300 pages he's gone over all of uh, the Ahadith in uh, Sahih uh, Sorry, in fazail amal scrutinize them He's explained how many Sahih Ahadith throughout the whole collection or the nine books of fazail amal how many Hassan and how many Ziaaf we start from here I think we'll cover that later on maybe if we get time but he starts from this al-madkhal fi takhrij ahadith kutub fadail al-a'mal al-tis'ah li al-shaykh al-imam al-muhaddith Muhammad Zakariya al-Siddiqi al-Kandlavi rahmatu llahi. I forgot to mention this Hazrat Maulana Muhammad Hazrat Sheikh rahmatu is from the from the descendants of Sayyiduna Abu Bakr Siddiq radiyallahu Idun Abu Siddiq anhu is his great great grandfather. Like we have Sayyids, descendants of Nabiya Kareem sallallahu Alaihi wa sallam, Hazrat Shaykh Zakariya is Siddiqi. And this nisbat also has an effect in it. So remember that. Hazrat Shaykh rahmatullah alayhi's uh, book, he says, There are various fusul chapters in there, eight fusul. الفصل الأول في تخرير الأحاديث الصحيحة التي اتفق عليها الشيخان البخاري ومسلم رحمهما الله. Throughout the whole collection, those hadiths which are in Bukhari and Muslim both. في ذكر الأحاديث الصحيحة التي انفرد بها البخاري. Those hadiths which are only in Bukhari. الفصل الثالث إمام مسلم which are only in Sahih Muslim. الفصل الرابع في تخريج الاحاديث الصحيحه التي اخرج اخرجها اخرجه غيرهما وهي صحيحه لذاتها those احاديث which are in books other than bukhari muslim but they are sahih li dhatiha النمبر 5 تخريج الاحاديث الصحيحه لغيرها الفصل السادس في تخريج الاحاديث الحسنه لذاتها الفصل السابع في تخريج الأحاديث الحسنة لغيرها. أنا الفصل الثامن في تخريج الأحاديث الضعيفة. So in these three hundred pages, he scrutinized all those ahadith which are in فضائل الأعمال. And most of them are from the first seven categories. Some from the last category of ضعيف. So you can't say that the whole of Faza'i Amal is filled with Zaif Hadith. Are you following me? It's got all types of hadiths. In Faza'i Amal there are some Zaif Hadith as well. We don't deny that. However, we need to understand what is the uh, you know, rank of Zaif Hadith and what is the status of Zaif Hadith for Faza'i Amal can we use zaif hadith in Fazail a'mal or not do you get it so there are three things over here number one is aqeedah beliefs number two is ahkam masail halal haram Jaiz, Najaiz, faraz ahkam. and number three is fazail virtues so for ah- for aqaid you need something very strong you need to bring some aqidah dalil you need some qati from either quran or hadith mutawatir for masail you need hadith sahi that you want to establish that this you know masail of salat you know how to raise your hands how to fold them what to recite sana a'udhu bismillah surah fatiha Quran and then Tasbihat of Ruku, Tasbihat of Sujood, Sami Allah, Uleman Hamidah, Rabbanah, Lakal Ham, As Salaamu Alaikum, Rahmatullah, Tahiyatulillah, Druj Sharif, and Dua. All these are Masail. Rosa, fasting, what breaks Rosa, what doesn't break Rosa, vomit breaks Rosa or not, Hajama and cupping breaks Rosa or not, these are Masail zakat you know zakat of gold zakat of silver and zakat of animals zakat of other you know assets tijarat zakat on horses valid or not how much to give on there these are masail in hajj tawaf is wudu necessary for tawaf or not can you do tawaf without wudu sa'i is it necessary for uh, wudu necessary for sa'i you know tawaf qudum tawaf wida tawaf ifaza what is Faraz, what is Wajib, what is Sunnah? These are Masail. Halal, Haram, Jaiz, Najaiz. Is this Halal, is this Haram, is this Jaiz, is this Najaiz? You need some Sahih Hadith for that. These are Ahkam. And then we have Fada'il. Fada'il means virtue. If you do this, you get this much If you read, Qulhu Wallahu Ahad, freed. Uh, once it's like reading one third of quran so this is fazilan now if there is a zaif hadith regarding that it will be accepted it doesn't have to be of the top category of sahih because this is not a masala of halal haram jaiz, na jaiz it's just a virtue and virtues can be established with zaif hadith kalma la ilaha illallah afzalu zikr so uh, you know, it's Zikr, La ilaha illallah. It's, it's not a muscle it's a virtue. So, you need Zaif Hadith, is enough for that. If you get say Hadith, Alhamdulillah. If you don't get say Hadith, then the Zaif Hadith will also be accepted. If you read Mishkatul Masabih, then in Mishkatul Masabih, in every chapter, there are three sections Al Faslul Awal, in which there is Hadith Sahih of Bukhari Muslim al-faslu in the uh, uh of other books of surah 4 and sunana darami and tirmizi by others and in the first what sahib mishkat had missed out whether it's in bukhari muslim or in other books so over there you can see that in first and and there might be many ahadiths of that chapter which are weak and zaif so there is no harm in bringing weak Ahadith for mentioning a virtue of an action, a virtue of a deed. Now, this is an established fact. In fact, Imam Nawawi Rahmatullah has written that kal Ijma'i, it's like consensus on this fact, that there is, you can use Zaif weak Hadith for virtues. Then, we have the quotes from various akabir. Abdul Rahman ibn Mahdi, one of the greatest authorities in the field of Asma'ul Rijal, died in the year 198. He, He says, when we narrate regarding reward, punishment, and virtues of actions, we are lenient with respect to the chains of transmission and narrators. And when we narrate regarding lawful unlawful halal, haram, we are strict with respect to the narrators. Imam Abu Bakr al-Bayhaqi died 485. Rahmatullah says, The scholars of hadith adopted lenience in accepting what has come of supplications and virtues of actions provided they are not from the narrations of those known to fabricate hadith or lie in narrating. Imam Ibn Abdul Barh says, Virtues are narrated from all narrators. Proof from a chain of transmission is not uh, perspective is only thoroughly verified in rulings and in the lawful and unlawful. The scholars have always been lenient in narrating hadiths on virtues of actions from all narrators. They were not as critical Regarding them as they were with hadith on rulings. It is worth noting that both the hadith under which Imam Abdul Bar made these comments are extremely weak due to the presence of a discarded matroob narrator in their chains. In fact, Allah ibn Taymiyyah writes in his book Al Qa'idah Al Jaleela tawassul Wal Wasila. With commentary of Dr. Rabi ibn Haydar uh, Umairi, Professor in the Islamic University of Medina Munawwara, page 162, he writes, But Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal, rahmatullahi Ali and other scholars permitted the narration of hadith regarding the virtues of good. What is... Not established as authentic as long as it is known that uh, it, it, is, it, it is not known to be a fabrication or a lie. If it, you know, as long as we know that it's not, not, it's not a lie, we can narrate it even if there is some du'af and weakness in the narration. So these, and then you get Imam Nawawi, Imam Ibn Salah, Hafiz ibn Hajar al-Qalani, Rahmatullah Alayh, and all these, you know. Uh, we have a very nice book over here. Al Ahadith al wa Makanatuha um, in al It's written by Sheikh Yusuf al Sadiq from Dewsbury. Very nice book. He's brought it, it's regarding these Ahadith of Faza'i al Amal. And he's quoted in here, majority of the ulama If you see, if you, you know, once one of our students in room brought to me this booklet about Hadith. He said, This booklet is written by some of the Salafi, غير مقللدين scholar. And he says that Hadith Sharif, you know, zaif Hadith should be discarded, thrown away. So I said, Okay, let me have a look at it. So I looked at it, flicked through it, and saw all the quotes in there. And then at the end, there was a... a Diagram. Naksha. On one side were names of those who who accept the hadith and on the other side were the name of those who who reject. So I said, just look at this naksha. On this side is the name of all the legends. And over here, just a few. So who would you rather follow? These whole list of legends who are saying is like Ijma and Itifa on narrating the Hadith for Faza'il, How would you narrate these few Albani and Bas and these few who are saying, No, reject the Hadith and don't pay any attention to it? Would you go after them, or would you go after these legends? Salafi Saliheen, you can't call yourself Salafi if you are rejecting the view of the Salaf. Salaf are accepting the Hadith and you're trying to reject it, you're not following the Salaf. So uh, the Salaf have accepted Za'ib Hadith in Fazailul A'mal. And we are saying that Shaykh Zakariya rahmatullahi alayhi, is following the way of the Salaf. If the Salafis have a problem with this, then they shouldn't attack Shaykh Zakaria. They should get their own house in order. They should start accepting Zaif Hadith in Fazail. Like their elders have accepted them. Like Ibn Taymiyyah accepted them. Like Ibn Al-Qayyim accepted them. You open up Ibn Taymiyyah's books and they are filled with hadiths. You open up Ibn Al-Qayyim's I'lām muwaqqiin al-wabil al-sayyib, kitab al-ruh. They are filled with hadiths. Because they are with the majority of the scholars. They know that it's only a virtue, a matter of virtue. Targhib, Tariib, Sawab, Iqab. In order to mention that, mention them. You can use Zayif Hadith as long as it's not Muzu, it's not fabricated. If there is some weakness in the chain, that can be tolerated. And Hazrat Shaykh Zakaria رحمت الله in Fazil-e Amal is an extremely cautious writer so he he brings one hadith on the you know subject matter he puts all the tahree and then he supports that with various ahadith at the end like i explained on the hadith of durr sharif on friday so he does that in other places he supports that uh, every hadith so uh, uh, hadra sheikh rahmatullah is with the majority of the salaf salihin he's on their path you know uh, you take all the scholars he, over here, Dr. Akram Nadwi was saying when Sheikh Zakaria writes Awjazul Masalik, he is very strict. But when he goes into Fazail, he brings all types of narrations and he used the word fabrication. This is a lie. This is an attack on Hazrat Sheikh. Hazrat Sheikh has never narrated a fabricated narration in his book. Show me one fabricated narration from his book. Once this young man came to me and he was, you know, a nice young man, a boy. And he comes to me and says, Moran Ashab, I was in Jamaat. And this Salih guy comes to me and says, Look, fabric, there is Mauzu Hadith in Fuzayl Yaman. And he said, Look, this is what is the Hadith it says. Meem, waad, waaw, aeem. That is, that this is Mauzu. So, Imran Asab, you know, I was really scared that this is Mauzu Hadith. He What is this? I said, Okay, you bring that kitab to me and show me where it says Mauzu. So, he said, Okay. So, I thought, then I thought to myself, Which are kitab like Where is he going to bring the kitab? He said, Come here, let me explain to you. What it is, is that Shaykh Zakaria narrates the Hadith and then he quotes. And then under that quote, you know, he mentions all the views. So he mentions like, Suyuti has said this and uh, uh, so-and-so has said this with regards to this Hadith. And sometimes he says, ibn Jawzi, So it's Hazrat Shaykh Zakaria's Amanat and Diyanat that he puts all the views. He doesn't, just, he doesn't just narrate that view which is supporting him. He brings everything. Now Ibn al-Jawzi is known to be mutashaddid. That he is very strict. So because of his tashaddud, sometimes he classes one hadith as mawzuh. But others have classed it as not muzu. Like Ibn al-Jawzi uh, has classed 33 hadith of Ibn Majah as Mozu. But Jalaluddin Suyuti, R.A. has taken all those hadiths and proven that they are not mazoor. So this mazoor and not mazoor, sahih and not sahih, Hasan or not Hasan, sahih or not sahih, is also a variation in the categorization of hadith. And there's no one blanket, uh, you know, rule by which you can say all this is sahih and all this is sahih and all this is mazoor. No. There is variation. Muhaddisin are differences of opinions with regards to our... Uh, we respect all opinions. And Hazrat Shaykh Ramatullah is such a Diyanatdar, dar, amanat dar author. You see, people today, you know, today people have no Diyanat in them. People only bring that view which supports them. Nasiruddin Albani, he writes book Sifatu Salatin Nabi Minat Tahreemati Lat And he brings in there only those quotes which support him, not the other side and sometimes he 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 how can you say concocts some uh, uh, you know uh, opinions in there as well example he writes in that hadith of uh, you know folding the hand on the chest he brings the hadith of mu'ammal ibn isma'il that uh, anwa'il ibn Hujrin radiyallahu anhu sallaytu khalfan sallallahu alaihi wasallam. sallam fawadaa ala Now this ala-sadrihi word is narrated by one single narrator Muhammad ibn Ismail who himself is not reliable. And there are other narrators more than 10 narrators who are not narrating ala-sadrihi so Albani doesn't quote those 10 narrators, he only quotes that one narrator. And he says, this is in uh, Muhammad ibn Ismail's riwayat. But Ibn al-Qayyim in I'lam al has written that this narration of Muhammad ibn Ismail is unreliable. And he was an unreliable narrator, it, it cannot be taken into account. There are 10, more than 10 other narrators. Narrators from the same Ustad from whom Muhammad ibn Ismail is narrating and they are not quoting ala sadrihi They are only saying Fawada'a who ala shimali Full stop Ala Sadrihi is addition of Muhammad ibn Ismail Now uh, Albani, he says over there uh, There are other turuqs Now what are those other turuqs? He should bring them There is no other turuq Ibn al-Qayyim has said in I'lam al Muqeen That this hadith is not reliable so uh, uh, these authors, we can see that uh, 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 we can't trust their view with regards to the Saqa, Taz'if and Tawthiq of hadith, Especially when we see their Tanaqudat. Sometimes they say one Hadith over here is Sahih, but in another book they class the same Hadith as Za'if. They class one narrator as Sikha over here, and then other place they class him as not Sikha. In the same kitab, after a few pages, they forget what they wrote some pages ago, and now they're writing something else. This is Tanaqubatul Albaniya al al-wāḍīḥa. So, you know, uh, uh, the Shaykh Nubarallahu Marqaduhu is millions of miles ahead of these people. He is ahead of them. He spent his whole life. He studied from reliable uh, teachers, his asatiza, his mashayikh. He was respectful to them. He busied his life in teaching Sahih Bukhari throughout his whole life. And when you see these people, they, do, they don't even have uh, you know proper asani. Show me the teachers of Albani. No teachers, he only goes to someone like, and takes ijazat from them. This is not the way of muhaddisin. If someone comes to Mufti Tawseer and gets ijazat from him, that does not mean he's Mufti Tawseer student. His student will be those who stayed with him for years and studied by him. So you bring Albani's teachers, you can't find them. You bring Shaykh bin Baz, he was, his eyesight was, you know, blurry at the age of 16. And by the age of 20, he was completely blind. And he was never able to study after that. So now, he becomes an authority. And then he gives out rulings, but makes mistakes in them. So what we see over here is, in, when we compare them with our Hazrat Shaykh Nawalallahum al Hazrat Shaykh is miles ahead of them. And Hazrat Shaykh is extremely Trustworthy, reliable, uh, you know, narrator, author. Alhamdulillah, the whole world, you know, relies on al Rashid's kitab. So we are not denying that there are any uh, faza'il, zayf uh, ahadis uh, in faza'il amal. We are accepting yes, but at the same time, your view of rejecting Zaif ahadis in faza'il amal is the wrong view. The right opinion is the opinion of Salaf aladheen that for ahadith uh, 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 which are za'if can be used in faza'il al-a'mal there is no harm there might be some conditions in there. like Hafiz Ibn Hajar mentions three conditions. that is also variable Hafiz Ibn Hajar's own ijtihad We take it, we respect Hafiz ibn Hajar and we do try and abide by those. Hazrat Shaykh knows that, he knows that better than me and you. He was well versed with Usuli hadith. Uh, and he was Hafiz, his year beautiful memory. You know, Hazrat Shaykh when he started teaching Saba Muallaka he used to keep the book closed and he used to teach Saba Muallaka from his memory. His memory was really sharp. So, Hazrat Shaykh was of the highest caliber. So, this is one objection about ahadith in Fazail-e-Amal. In the first session, we have covered biography of Shaykh, the background of Fazail-e-Amal and uh, also um, the maqbuliyyat of fazail amal around the world and Mashaykh's quotes and their attitude with regards to Fazaili Amal, and also um, uh, uh, are the uh, Ahadith and everything in Fazaili Amal authentic or not? We have covered one question about the hadith of Fazaili Amal, and Alhamdulillah, we can say that with confidence there is no muzzu hadith. In Faza'ili Amal. The young chap who brought to me, who asked me, I said, That is Hazrat Ibn Jawzi's view, which Sheikh narrated that this hadith is Mawzu. But before that, the Sheikh has said that this hadith is not Mawzu, it's reliable, it's authentic, and he quoted Suyuti or so and so from there. Hazrat Sheikh Yunus sahab once said to me, tasahul aur nadmi hai jo suyuti ke unki kitabon suyuti was very lenient in his book of jami Al hadith al jami and others hazra shaykh rahmatullah is also lenient in that factor that these hadiths can be taken and used in فضائل amal and you know this question and objection is not nothing new it was raised to hazra shaykh zakaria during his lifetime and he said the same thing that Zaivadis Hadis can be used in Fasail. So I've only used them in Fasail. My book is not about Ahkam and Masail. It's not about Aqeedah. So why can't we use those Hadis in Fasail? When it's the uh, 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 opinion of Juhurul Ulama and now we have said it's like Ijma' on there. So what's wrong? What's the problem with that? So uh, uh, this is one objection. There are other few objections with regards to some stories in fasail e Kushuf, Karamat, Ilhamat other things inshallah we will cover them in the next session inshallah theek hai ji ab woh Subhanallah mutahharah subhanallahi wa bihamdihi subhanatallahi wa bihamdika nashhadu an la ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayh bismillahir rahmanir rahim nahmaduhu nusalli ala rasulihil amma ba so while we were having a break, um, I went over uh, the list of hadiths which are scrutinized by Hazrat Maulana Latif Rahman Sahab in this book, Tahqiqul Maqal. So, Azrad Mawrana writes that in Fazail books there are total of 377 Ahadiths. And when I check them, Azrad writes 53 are Muttafaq meaning they are in both books Sahih, Sahih Bukhari and Sahih Muslim 10 are in Bukhari Sharif alone 33 in Muslim Sharif alone 37 Ahadith Sahih Al-Zatihi 25 Sahih al 23 hasan lizati and 59 hasan li and 130 za'if so from 377 if you take away 130 kitne honge ahmed 247 so 247 Ahadis. Are either sahi or hasan. Only 130 hadis in Fazail-e-Amal are Zaif. But people today who object on Fazail-e-Amal talk in such a manner that whole of Fazail-e-Amal is Zaif hadis. Do you see the difference? Some even go on to say that Fazaili A'mal is filled with Shirk. Now what is Shirk? This is Ajib amazing. We have a nice book called Defai Fazaili A'mal. Defense of Fazaili A'mal. Very thick book, my friend Maulana Fahad Amin Sahab of Buraq books of Burak Publications over here in Birmingham, Telford, he sent me a PDF of of that book. And Mawlana, the Muslim Mawlana Rabnavaz sahab has mentioned the reasons in there, why people, some people object on fazail-e-a'mal. So, Some of their own you know people, Gher Mukhalideem, give the reasons why they object on Fazai il He narrates in there that some feel that people are leaving the Jamati Ahli Hadith for Jamati Tabliq. So we have to put a break on them. So that is why they criticize and they go after Fazail. Among one of their speakers on the internet is Tawseebul Rahman Sahab, And Tawseebul Rahman Sahab is constantly bombarding and criticizing Fazay Amar. Shirk, shirk, this shirk, that shirk. This story is shirkiya nature. Imam Abu Hanifa used to do wuzu and he used to see people's sins falling with their wuzu water. So this is ilmul ghayb. And ilmul ghayb is for Allah only. So this story is shirk with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, my dear friend, what is shirk in there? Shirk is associating some partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We are not associating Imam Abu Hanifa with Allah. We are not saying Imam Abu Hanifa is Allah, namzu billah. This is something to do with Kashf. And Kashf, and you know, Kashf means Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealing something in front of some of His chosen servants. It doesn't happen all the time. It happens sometimes when Allah wants, Allah wills. And this kushu used to happen to Anbiya alayhim as salam kiram awliya i Hazrat Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, on the morning of mi'raj stood in front of hatim in front of Kaaba sharif bin hatim and the mushrikeen started asking him questions about baytul maqdis that you've been to masjid al aqsa okay let's ask him questions because some of those gatherings had been to masjid al and they knew that prophet ﷺ had never been there in his real life fifty three years, he'd never been that far as Baitul Mahdis. He's gone to some close by places in journeys like Busra to Busra, Buhaira Rahib and that travels, but he'd never been to Baytul Mahdis. So they asked start asking questions. Now Prophet ﷺ says that they asked me some such questions that I did not, you know, see that those things properly. And many times you see something with one glance you forget as well. So he said, uh I was shaken. I had never been shaken like that before. What should I say? They're asking me these questions. In let's say, for example, what color is the dome? What color is the mihrab? What color is the carpet? What color are the walls? How big is the sehen? What is in the courtyard? Are there any trees in there or not? Now, such questions you don't know. So he says, I I, I couldn't answer. And suddenly Allah opened up Bayt al-Maqdis before me and I was giving them the answers while I was looking at Bayt al-Maqdis. This is Kashf. He's in Makkah and Bayt al-Maqdis is somewhere and it's opened up before him. And many of these incidents Allah informs Anbiya. Hazrat Umar radiyallahu anhu Ya Jabal Ya Sariyal Jabal Where is the and where is medina but he could see that because of Kashf Hazrat Usman Ghani الله anhu How come people come in our majlis where their eye while their eyes have committed zina He could see that some young man had come into his majlis after committing zina of the eyes in the market so, Allah exposed it to Hazrat Usman Ghani. This is kashf. Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq who said, My wife is pregnant and she's going to give birth to a baby girl. So, this is a sort of kashf. Allah opened it to Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq. So, these types of incidents of kashf are narrated from Umbiya, Sahaba, Awliya. If Hazrat Shaykh narrates this incident of Kashf, then there's no shirk in there. If this is shirk that Imam Buhaniwa could see the sin falling with the wudu water, then are those other incidents not shirk as well? If they are not shirk, then this is not shirk either. They object on an incident in Fazail-e-Amal, in Fazail of Kalma Tayyibah, that that is some riwayat which says if a person Reads kalma tayyiba seventy thousand times and gives the sawab to someone. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala forgives him. So this sheikh writes that you know we had a young man who was said to have kashful qubur. So uh, sometimes the conditions of the graves would open up before him. And it used to open up before Nabi Parkallahu he was passing by and said these two graves uh, you know they are being punished because of not uh, uh, staying away from ghibat and urine drops so he could see that condition. so this young man was said that he could see the conditions. so this sheikh says that he were sitting in Majlis and the young man lowered his head and then he was crying, grieved, saddened, and he said, I saw my mother in azab and punishment. So the Shaykh thought to himself, today I can put him to test. And he had some nisab of 70,000, which he had read, and he had gathered. And in his heart and mind, he he said to himself that, Oh Allah, if this young man is telling the truth, then that nisab of 70,000, which I have, give that to his mother. After a while, he lowered his head, he raised his head up again and said, Alhamdulillah, my mother has been forgiven and the azab has been removed from her. So the sheikh says this, uh, you know, explain two things to me. One, that the young man's, you know, uh, understanding and his vision of the qubur was right. And secondly, that this 70,000 la ilaha illallah does help in gaining forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now this hadith, this story is narrated in Fazaili Amal. So they, this is, they say this is shirk. Now what is shirk in that kashf of Qubur? Uh, um, these types of objections are made on Fazaili Amal. But they are not worthy objections. One thing to note over here is, these incidents and stories are not of Hazrat Shaykh Zakaria's own. He didn't say, I saw this, I saw the water dropping, I, I saw the condition of the qabr, I saw that. It's not his own. He is only a narrator. He is narrating from others. He is narrating, he normally narrates from by Abu Abdullah al-Yafi'i al-Yamani. In al Amal, you will see at the bottom Rawd, Rawd, Rawd. So, this Rawd is referenced to Rawdul Riyahin. Or he narrates from Ghazali's Ihya. So, at the bottom, you might see Ihya, Ihya, Ihya. So, the objection does not go on Shaykh Zakaria, it goes on those who narrated it. And they narrated it from reliable sources so there should be no objection on them. Now, this brings us to a second, you know, question. With regards to hadith, there is great scrutiny. We are careful of the narrators and we are careful of the fact that the hadith is not a fabrication. There might be some weakness in the chain of narration. Muhammad, reminded me something nice. He said, you know the weakness, you have to explain to people that the weakness is in the chain of narration, not in the text itself. Because the text can be supported by other sources as well. So sometimes there is weakness in one chain or two chains, but there are other supporting evidence through the matan and the text itself is not zaif. So this scrutiny is of Ahadith Mubarakah. With regards to hikayat, Hazrat Sheikh Nawazullah Alaihissalam himself has said that hikayat of salihin, you know, we can uh, be lenient in them. We don't have to scrutinize them as strictly as hadith because they are only history and historical events and facts do not have to be scrutinized in the strictest manner like hadiths. Mubarakah, hikayat can be narrated. You want to accept that hikayat, okay, you don't want to accept it, it's up to you. But hikayat is a historical event, it's narrated, you can take it if you want to, you can reject it if you want to, but you can't object on the narrator, why did he narrate it? So, Hazrat Shaykh Rahmatullahi has narrated these hikayat. And why does he narrate these hikayat? Because hikayat have great ibrat and lessons in them. Hazrat Junaid Baghdadi rahmatullah alayhi said that hikayat are jundun min junudillah they are an army from the armies of Allah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you know through these army of hikayat he 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 uh, uh, you know he puts great effect into the hearts of the those who are listening to those hikayat so uh, people like stories They love stories. You know, with children, you sit down, you tell them nice stories, they like them. So as long as there is a basis of story, that the story is not contradicting with any principles of Quran and hadith. It's not a fabrication. There might be some weakness in the chain of that narration. It's not total fabrication. Then you are allowed to narrate it. To Hazrat Shaykh Rahmatullahi is narrating from these legends like Ghazali and Abu Abdullah al-Yamani and you know these ulama. Hazrat Shaykh Rahmatullahi has uh, 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 you know explained this uh, in the beginning in one of his books as well in this manner. So these stories which we have are uh, uh, hikayat of kushuf, karamat, there is no shirk. some of the reasons Morana in Dafa'i e Amal writes one of the reasons which I have mentioned some people feel that people are leaving their jamaat so they want to bring them back and put a break on them so they start attacking e Amal number two he writes that some people have nafrat and hatred for Tablighi jamaat and tablighi jamaat use fazaili amal so they attack fazaili amal in order to attack tablighi jamaat as well number three he says that some people have great desire and zeal to attack hadith without any reason they take this mission upon themselves to criticize a hadith for no reason for example It is narrated in the Hadith that some Sahaba drank the blood and urine of the Prophet But when the Ghair Muqallideen object and criticize on Fazaili A'mal, they object on this Hadith. Now they are not in reality objecting on Fazaili A'mal, they are objecting on the Hadith itself. Now the Hadith of the Sahabi Malik ibn Sinan, drinking the blood of the Prophet ﷺ or Abdullah ibn Zubair is narrated in Mustadrat Hakim and other sources. Morana Abdullah Maruzi sahab has mentioned all those sources in here. So when the hadith is reliable, narrated by Hakim in his Mustadrat and others, then what is the need to criticize the hadith? By criticizing Faza'il Ahmad, you are just criticizing the hadith itself. The Hadith is reliable. The reason why they drank the blood of the Prophet will be investigated. Some people, they object that drinking blood is haram. Why did the Sahabi drink it? Well, when did the Sahabi drink it? The Sahabi Malik ibn Sinan died in the battle of Uhud. So he must have, uh, this incident must have occurred before that. So maybe the Hurmat of drinking blood had not yet come down. The Hurmat of drinking blood came later on. At that moment, there was no indication of drinking blood being haram. And Abdullah ibn Zubair, he was a young boy. He was only 9, 10 when the Prophet died. And Prophet just told him that his hajama and cupping was done. He told him to throw the blood away. So the young boy, something happened to him. He drank the blood. When Prophet asked him, What did you do with the blood? He said, I drank it. Now, Prophet said, Well, you've got the blood of a Prophet in your body. The fire of Jahannam will touch, not touch your body. Will not touch your body. However, you drank blood. That means, you know, you will be a warrior and fighter. And both things happened. Abdullah ibn Zubair was an extremely devoted worshiper. So he was a young boy. He was under, he was under 16. He was Nabali. And he did that action out of his love. So you can't take that and criticize the hadith in faza e with regards to the urine, the incident happened was Ummi Ayman. She came to the house of the Prophet ﷺ, And Prophet ﷺ had, a, you know, utensil like a bottle in which he would urinate at night. Then in the morning it would be thrown away. So he was left under the bed. So she came to the house because she was very frequent. She was like a mother to the Prophet ﷺ. So she came to the house of the Prophet She was sitting there waiting. She was feeling thirsty. She saw that uh, bought utensil. She saw this water. There was no foul smell in there, so she drank it. She didn't realize when the Prophet Wasallam came and asked that, you know, did you throw the urine away? And asked, no, where is it? And oh, I drank it. So Prophet Wasallam said, Umm Iman, you, your stomach will never ache. You will never get pain in your stomach. And throughout her life, she was over ninety. She never had a stomachache. Now, this was, an, you know, a, not a deliberate act. It was unintentional. Now, this Hazrat Sheikh has narrated this in Fazil-i Amal, and some people object. On Hazrat Sheikh Ramtoo Lari narrating, but the the hadith itself is correct. There is no harm in there. So, Ghair Some salvi's they have this notion of attacking hadith. And they attack hadith for no reason. This is one of the reasons why, you know, they uh, object upon hadiths. The fourth reason. There are many hadiths, you know, of this type on which they object. For example, they say that fazil e in Fazil-e-Namaz, salat, Sheikh narrates about, you know, excessive worship of some salaf, like Imam Abu Hanifa prayed. Fajr Salah with the wuzu of Isha for 40 years. So they say this is a fabrication. You can't, you know, do such worship throughout the whole night. It's wrong. So what is this objection? You know, Hazrat Maulana Abdul Hayy, laknavi rahmatullahi alayhi, has written a very nice book called iqamatul Hujja. hujjah Ala anna al-Ikthara min al laysa bidha and he has narrated in there from several tabi'een who used to pray Fajr with the wuzu of Isha. From Said ibn Jubair and Saeed ibn musayyib for 50 years. Fajr with the wuzu of Isha. We can't do it for one night. But they used to do it throughout their lives. Because you know, they were such people, they were devoted. That era was such, everybody was like that. The mashayir, the muhaddithin, the tabi'een, they loved worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they were extremely strong people. Someone asked Imam Abu Hanifa where do you get the strength from? And he says that, you know, once Imam Abu Hanifa was passing by some area and two old ladies were talking among themselves and they said, you know that man Abu Hanifa was passing by, he never sleeps at night, he worships throughout the whole night. So Imam Abu Hanifa heard them and he said, Wallahi Allah, people not talk about me with something I don't do. So from now on, I'm gonna put it on myself to stay awake the whole night and worship Allah the whole night. And then he made dua with Asma'i Husna. And he said, oh Allah please give me the strength to worship you throughout the whole night. Allah accepted this dua. And he said, I don't feel sleepy. Even in the morning, there's no fatigue and weakness in my body. He used to sleep a little in the afternoon, siesta, qailula, with the intention of sunnah. I don't need this sleep either, but it's just for following sunnah that I do a little bit of qailula. So, iksaar of ibada. Sheikh has narrated that. Now, Sheikh has narrated that because of the hadith, 'Alayka bi-khathra sujud.' فانك لن تسجد لله سجدتا الا رفعك الله بها درجه وحق عنك بها خطيئه So these ulama, they you know, used to worship as much as they could So why how can you object on uh, Imam Abu Hanifa's practice and object on this hadith when the hadith is savage and it's authentic That you should do as many sujoods as you can, worship Allah as much as you can Worship is the purpose of our creation. So, this is, these are some of the objections. Sometimes, you know, the object on the hadith of Musa being alive in the qabr and praying. Shaykh narrated this in fazal amal that Prophet sallallahu saw in the night of Mi'raj. Uh, Musa Alayhi salam praying in his Qabr. They say, how can prophets be alive and pray in their Qabr? Now this objection is not on Faza'i but it's on the Hadith itself. When the Hadith itself is authentic, is being narrated by authentic narrators, how can you object on the Hadith itself? But some people have this mentality of attacking everything that they cannot comprehend. And this fitna is on the increase at the moment, even in the Arab countries. You know, they attack many ahadis of Sahih Bukhari and Sahih Muslim because they can't comprehend it. They think it's against logic, it defies logic, so we have to reject it. But if it's narrated with uh, Sahih Naqal, Sahih narrators, how can you reject it? You know, we have to understand that uh, Naqal takes precedence over Aqal. So uh, as we explained in the first lesson, so some people uh, say these types of things. My friend Monana Zubair Malik from Medina Sharif sent me this video clip this morning. There is an Egyptian you know, speaker who, uh, uh, who comes on some program uh, on the TV channel. And he is talking about Hadith of Sahih Bukhari. No, this hadith is wrong. Its hadith uh, you know uh, criticizes Ummahatul Mu'mineen. We have to protect the honor of Ummahatul Mu'mineen more than Bukhari and Muslim. So we reject this hadith. This hadith is mawzuh. This hadith is fabricated. Even if it's in Bukhari, it's still fabricated. Even if it's in Muslim, it's still fabricated. So this type of mentality, they bring that hadith of a Muslim that there was a person who was accused of having Nabi Nauzu doing something wrong with an Umm Walad of the Prophet Wasallam walad indication is towards Mariya qibtiya So, uh, Prophet said to Ali, O oh, Ali, why are people talking in this manner? Go and kill him. So Ali went and uh, he was bathing in some water. So Ali said, come out. So he said, give him his hand and he pulled him out. And Ali saw you know, that he, he had no zakar. Uh, so he realized that because he has no private part, he's majboob, cut. So he can't have intercourse with anyone. So Ali left him, he came to the Prophet and said, Ya this tohmat, an accusation is wrong. So Prophet ﷺ said, you did the right thing. So he said, what is this hadith? This is an attack on Ummahatul Mu'mineen. Now he confuses the audience. The word is not Ummahatul Mu'mineen. Ummahatul Mu'mineen are the wives. Umme walad is the slave girl and Maria Qibdiyya. And then, what happened was, that person was from Egypt. And Maria Qibdiyya was from Egypt. So sometimes, you know, because from being the same area, we used to talk. So some people started, you know, some Munafid being hypocrisy, they used to start, you know, bad-mouthing. So Nabi Karim didn't like it. But when he found out that, you know, that's wrong, Prophet said, okay, so this person starts saying, they, No, no, this is accusation of Muhammad al We can't believe in this hadith. Without trying to understand the meaning of the hadith, classing his classing is at mauzul, and he's saying, We don't accept that hadith of Muslim. So this type of behavior among some people, you know, this one point I was going to mention in the first uh, program as well, that uh, <coughs> when you start belittling and criticizing zaif hadith, Then slowly, 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 slowly you start criticizing Sahih Hadith as well. And then you start rejecting Sahih Hadith as well. And Nauzu there's gonna time come when you're gonna start rejecting Qur'ani ayat as well. That we can't understand this Qur'ani ayat, this Qur'ani ayat defies logic. So (coughs) it's not right, we don't believe in that. So you have to start behaving right from the bottom. You have to start showing some respect to Zaif Ahadith. Then you will show respect to all other Ahadith and you will show respect to the whole deen. So, these are some of the things, uh, <coughs> reasons. Number four, Hazrat Maulana writes that the fourth reason is that some people turn away from Usuli Hadith, principle of Hadith, and they object on Faza'il amal Hazrat Shaykh Zakriya himself writes in fazail e amal page number 384, that finally, I would like to mention this fact, as well as that hazrat i have been very flexible in the matter of riwayat of Fazail. They have overlooked slight weakness in the chain of narrations. However, with regards to Sufiya-i-Kiram, their incidents and stories, they have a historical aspect to it and it is quite evident that the rank of history is well below the rank of hadith sharif hazrat sheikh zakaria is saying that in matters of hadith or fazail we have to be lenient and with regards to the stories and incidents we have to be extra lenient because they are stories they cannot be scrutinized in the strictest manner like a hadith is scrutinized so, uh, this is the fourth reason they are going against the basic usool of hadith. This is why we say that rather than objecting on this principle of hadith uh, on, muhad- on muhaddisin, they should do their own islah and rectify their own condition by accepting the hadith of fazaili amal. When majority of muhaddisin have accepted it, then uh, uh, why should a few people reject and object on fazaili amal? Number five, he writes that some people have a taqseidi mentality. They label everything with shirk and everyone as mushrik. Allama Wahidud Zaman Saab writes regarding his own form. Our ghair muqallideen label every muslim beside them as mushrik and kafir upon small, small, minor arguments, they label people as mushriks and grave worshippers. Mawlana Sharafuddin Saab Dehlvi writes that these people have a factory of kufr. They label Muslims and muvahids with kufr. They don't label their non-muslims with kufr, but they go after the Muslims. This is due to hasad jealousy, la-ilmi ignorance, khudgarzi, some personal motives. Fatawa Sana'iyah page 211, volume 1. Mawlana Ilahi Bakhsh Saab writes, regarding the takfiri people, that may Allah protect us and Muslims from schism and ihtilaf and disputing, many people label others with kufr on minor, minor things. And by labeling a Muslim with kufr, they themselves become kafir. Fatawa Sanayiyah, page 213, volume 1. Do you understand the last wordings? if you label someone as mushrik, then you yourself become mushrik. He's, I'm not saying this, this is in fatwa sanaiya And this is in reference to a hadith of Sahih Muslim, wherein it is narrated, that the Prophet ﷺ said, When a person calls his Muslim brother a kafir, then one of them will return with that. If the muhatab the address is a kafir, then the, the, the address will go to him. But if he is not a kafir, then it will return to the speaker. Nauzubillah. He will become kafir. This is hadith in Sayyid Muslim, kitabul iman, volume 1. So some people have this takfiri mentality of labeling everything with shirk and everyone as mushrik besides themselves. So they label Fazaili A'mal as Shirk and all those who read Fazaili A'mal as Mushriks. So this mentality leads them to objecting on Fazaili A'mal. So they have to correct their own condition and get rid of this mentality of labeling everything with Kufr and Shirk. This is the fifth reason why they attack Fazaili A'mal. Number six, why they reject Fazaili A'mal? We mentioned in the first this uh, course that their denial of kashf and ilham they refuse to accept kashf and ilham they say there is no such thing as kushuf karamat ilhamat. so this is why they reject but kushuf and karamat are proven like we mentioned earlier that nabiya kareem sallallahu wa sallam used to have kashf Sahabi karam used to have kashf many awliya used to have kashf and karamat are proven karamatul How can you deny karamat? You know karamat? What is karamat? Karamat literally means ikram, honor, izzat. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sometimes honors some of his chosen servants by showing them some miracle. If it happened on the hand of a nabi, then it's called mu'jiza. But if it happened on the, happen, uh, 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 at the hands of a wali, then it's called karamat. Any miracle of a Nabi is mu'jiza, and miracle of a Wali is karama. Safina, Sahabi Rasul, lost from the army, separated from the army. In the jungle, a lion approaches, and he says to the lion, O lion, I am Khadim of the Prophet my flesh is haram on you. So the lion comes close, turns around, wags its tail, and Safina understands that he wants for, to follow him. So he follows the lion, and the lion directs him, guides him towards the army. And along the way, if there is any risk or threat, the lion roars at that risk, and drives it away, and comes back, comes back, and takes a Safina This is in al musabih It's Karamat of Sahabi. Two Sahabas, Abad ibn Bishr and Husayn ibn Hudayr, sat with the Prophet ﷺ late at night, It was really pitch black, dark, there was no moonlight, end of the month, no stars. And while they were returning, they were feeling scared because of the darkness and they had a long distance to travel to get to homes. Suddenly the stick, the walking stick in their hand, you know, uh, turned into light and they could see in the light and they kept on walking smoothly until they had to go separate ways and the walking stick, in the other hand, it also turned into light. And they both separated and they reached their homes and the light disappeared. This is Karamat Ikram. So, Karamat of Sahaba. maulana Ashraf has written Karamat of Sahaba. 300 Karamat of Sahaba. And Karamatul Awliya. Sheikh Yusuf An Nabhani has written two volumes of Karamatul Awliya. So, if Hazrat Shaykh Ramatullah has narrated these Karamatul Awliya, in his book. Then what's wrong with that? Over here in Fazaili amal Waran al-Azibur Rahman Abbas mentioned many karamat of Allama ibn Taymiyyah, Alhamdulillah. Ibn al qayyim narrates from his Shaykh that many times he said something and exactly that happened. He said, once I came to him, I had some questions in my mind. And Ibn Taymiyyah, he started you know, telling me, you got this question in your mind, this is the answer. This question, this answer. This question, this, this, question, this is the answer. To, what is this this kashf? because Allama Ibn Taymiyyah also he was a very you know devoted person he used to do his wazaif at night in the morning azkar awrad. so Allah opened his heart so how can you deny these kushuf and karamat Hazrat Shaykh has narrated these in uh, his book so some people object on that whereas these karamat are sabit there is no harm and no reason, uh, uh, no harm in narrating those karamat, no reason why we should reject those karamat. Hazrat Mawlana has mentioned many, many pages of those karamats in here. I'm not going to go into them details, just indicating that these things are possible. And you know, if there are any of such stories narrated in the books of Faza'il, no harm in them. Some people object that in Faza'il al Durud there is this story. That this person was traveling, and uh, you know he he was told while they were sleeping, his father was sleeping beside him. So he saw a dream in which he was told, "Your father has died in sleep, and he was a very sinful person, so his face has turned black." So he woke up and he opened the sheet from his father's face, and that was the reality. His father had died, and uh, uh, his face had turned black. So he said, I was really grieved. I couldn't tell anyone and I was crying. And suddenly I saw some, you know, uh, Nurani appearance, some uh, uh, coming towards and he wiped his hand over the face of my father and the color changed to normality. The blackness, dark effects went away and he was returning I asked him, "Who are you?" And he said, "I am your Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Your father used to pray Durood a lot, so I came to his help at the time of his need, and that Nurani face disappeared. So Sheikh has narrated this story in Fazaili Aman. So they say this story is uh, you know fabricated, but Sheikh has narrated it. He saw it, you know, acceptable. That's why he narrated it. How can you object on that and call it fabrication, when it's a karamat? You know, Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, informed of our durood, when our durood reaches him. So if he wants to go and help someone, what, what is stopping him? You know, do you not know the incident of Hazrat Yusuf ala wa salam? When Zuleikha attempted to seduce him, Allah said, وَلَقَدْ هَمَّتْ بِهِ وَحَمَّ بِهَا لَوْ لَا بُرْهَانَ رَبِّهِ mufassirin have narrated this Burhana Rabbihi that Yusuf Ali Salam was there, he was in that conditioned state, agitated, shaking and he saw Yaqub Alayhi appear before him, biting on his fingers. Yusuf, don't do anything wrong. And Yusuf stopped and this is Burhana Rabbihi. Allah showed him that Burhan and evidence. So, uh, uh, Mufassirin have narrated that. Uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shows. So over here as well, if the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa wiped his face, uh, hand over the face of that deceased person and his uh, color, you know, the blackness went away, then what harm is in there? So if you don't understand anything, فَاسْأَلُوا أَهْلَ الذِّكْرِينَ كُنْتُمْ لَا تَعْلَمُونَ So, these are some of the reasons why people object on Fazail al Amar. Number seven, seventh reason why people object on e amal is they have this hatred of Tasawwuf. And Hazrat Shaykh Rahmatullah has narrated many incidents of Sufiyah-i Kiram and many quotes of Sufiyah-i Kiram, beautiful quotes of Sufiyah-i Kiram. And you know Hazrat Shaykh's book, it it looks like you know uh, it's coming from the same source as Ihya ul of Imam Ghazali from the same, the light is coming from the same window. They are both from the same source. Imam Ghazali's Ihyaul Uloom, he also quotes these incidents and very, very nice. And Shaykh takes from there and from other books. So Shaykh's books is more like Ihyaul Uloom of Imam Ghazali. And very nice quotes of sufiya And sufiya are Ahlul Qudu. They are the people, men of the heart. And their hearts are, a clean, pure, they're inspired by Allah, they get ilham from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So their words are very beautiful, very nice. Some people have hatred for tasawwuf and they say, we only have to take from Quran and Hadith. We don't need these Sufis calls. And we don't need Sufi stories. We don't need Shaykh. I can do my own Islah. I don't need the Shaykh to come from Islah. Now, this type of notion is wrong. It's against the way of salaf saliheen If you see our Aslaaf, they used to stay in the company of their Mashaykh and learn from them. Like we learn, you know, Quran from a teacher, fiqh from a teacher, hadith from a teacher, and tafsir from a teacher. Similarly, we have to learn the knowledge of the inner part of our heart, suloo, tasawruf. Cleanliness and purification of heart From our Sufi Kiram You know, they had stayed in the company Of their mashaykh and learned from them And they had progressed through the stages Of suluk and ihsan and tazkiyah This is This tazkiyah, tasfiyah of qulub Hadith ihsan So tasawuf is a huge branch of our deen In the hadith of Jibreel what was the first question? Mal is mal iman. Second question, Mal Islam. And third question, Mal Ihsan. What is Ihsan? And Prophet ﷺ said, Ankamudullah an qatara. So Hazra Shaykh in his book Fazaili Amal has mentioned these quotes of Sufi kiram, Allah Yimul Rahmati Ridwan. You know, true Sufis. You know, let me explain this a little bit more. Alama ibn Tainiyya Rahmatullah. Himself was a great alim and a great Sufi. Now, after Fajr, he would sit on his place for hours until the sun would rise beautifully. Busy in his wazif, azkar and that. he had lots of wazif and azkar, and he would say, "These wazif and azkar are food for my soul. If I don't do these azkar, then my soul would die with hunger and thirst." And he would sit among his students, and he would say. If you want something from me, you have to focus on my heart. Whatever you will get will be from here. Meaning Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala showers the tajalliyyat, anwarat on his heart. And his example is like that of a tap. The water comes from the tank, but through the tap. And people use that water. Similarly, the fuyuz barakat descend on the heart of the sheikh, And from the shaykh, it is transferred to the muridin. So Allah ibn Taymiyyah Ramtullahi, used to say that while you are in my presence focus on my heart whatever you will get will be from my heart. So ibn Taymiyyah rahmatullahi, was a great sufi wali of Allah himself. Now he has his fatawa, Majmu'ul Fatawa, and it's in about 40 volumes. One of the volumes is about tasawwuf. Now nearly half or more than half is about true and right tasawwuf and the uh, uh, صحيح, correct Sufiya, Awliya like Junaid Baghdadi, Abdul Qadir Jilani, and Abu Ali al ruzbari and Hadith ibn Asad al Muhasibi, and all these legends of Tasawwuf. The and then the other half is about Number Kamal, the Rupees. You know, those who, who pretend to be a Sufi and who pretend to know a lot. But in reality, they are this imposters, deceivers, treacherous nature. They want to deceive people and gain money from them. So they become like Sufis, appearance like Sufis. But in reality, their heart is empty and void. There's nothing in there. So he mentions their stories and criticizes them. Now what some people do today is, they just take the other part of criticism of Tasawwuf from Ibn Taymiyyah's Majumur al-Fatawa and leave the first part in which he praises the correct Sufis. This is Khiyanat with Ibn Alama ibn Taymiyyah alayhi. You can't do this khianat with his kitabs. So hazrat shaykh Navarallahu Mukadahood, you know he narrates these quotes of Sufi a in his book Fazail Amal. So some people don't like Tasawwuf, so they don't like Fazayli Amal. They criticize Fazayli Amal. Now we will quote over here, which Mawlana has narrated in uh, 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 Fazai Fazayli Amal. Mawlana Muhammad Ishaq Bhatti writes, he is a non-muqallid Salafi scholar in Pakistan. He writes, For the past 25 years, I have seen many of our writers, meaning Salafi writers, Criticizing Tasawuf and Sufi kiram and they have taken this upon themselves as fard and a necessity to criticize Tasawuf and Sufi kiram He writes him in another place: "I have to say with great regret that Du'a, Wazaif, Tasawuf has finished from the Jamaat of Ahle Hadith." In fact, some people are saying that these du'as, wazayf and riwayat of tasawuf are all bid'ah. Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un. His words. nukush Azmati, rafta page number 23. You see, he is lamenting that from our people, these du'as, connection of the heart with Allah, wazayf, tasawuf, you know, all these riyazat, mujahada, tilawat of Quran, making an effort to turn to Allah tahajjud ishraq tash awabin all these nawafil al amad is all gone from our group Hazrat Shaykh Muhammad focuses on these a'mal in faza'il namaz, in faza'il zikr, in faza'il ramzan, in faza'il sadaqat, faza'il tabligh, and hikayat-i sahaba. You know, sahaba's devotion, their ibadat, they're spending hours in ibadat, long nights, long hours of the nights standing in front of Allah. When is this? All this has faded away. Shaykh narrates all this in faza'il a'mal to bring people towards worship and ibadat and towards connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But these people say is has gone from our jamaat they, they they say let alone nawafil you know we don't even need to pray the sunnah muakkadah you know two before fajr four before zohar two after zohar two after maghrib two after isha twelve muakkadah they say we only pray for us that's enough for us because for us enough is enough to take us into jannah the hadith of arabi صداقة, that's enough for us. Now, this type of mentality, now what this is doing is, you know, it's, it's drifting people away from deen. Someone sent me a photo yesterday, you know, of people in Ihram, in Muzdalifa, during Hajj, playing cards at night. Why? Because they say, you know, these people, they say, well, there is no tahajjud in Muzdalifah because the Prophet ﷺ didn't pray tahajjud in Muzdalifah. We shouldn't pray tahajjud in Muzdalifah. Now, they're not praying tahajjud and in place of tahajjud, what are they doing? They're playing cards. In Muzdalifah, in Ihram. No, Prophet ﷺ didn't pray tahajjud in Muzdalifah for a particular reason because if he would have prayed it there people would have taken it as an as an act a ritual of hajj and his ummah would have been in difficulty so he wanted to make it easy for his ummah he was trying to do take the easiest options so he deliberately left tahajjud that night. And he still asleep. So his ummah can come. They can, you know, many people will not be able to get there on time. They might not be able to pray. They might get, come very close to the morning. So how are they going to pray tahajjud? So he didn't want to put them in difficulty. He missed this tahajjud deliberately. But that does not mean we have to miss it as well. If we are there, we have time. And we are at ease. We have to try and pray tahajjud. Or if you take sahaba, tabi'een, awliya, izam, they used to pray tahajjud in there but these people you know are taking people away from them by these types of behaviors this is what molana sahib is saying over here molana muhammad ishaq bhatti sahib so in Fazaili amal there are sufiyay kirams amal practices Maybe this is one of the reasons they object on fazail e amal Sometimes they say Tasawwuf is not proven. Tasawwuf is not proven from Quran, Hadith. Sometimes they say it is not needed for Islam enough. A person can do his own Islam. There is no need for Shaykh. Quran, Hadith are enough. There is no need for stories of the Sufis. So these types of objections are wrong, my friends. We need some Shaykh, Shuyukh, Mashaikh. We need to stay in their company, benefit from them, do our Islam of Nafs this is the way this is the ta'amul and tawaruth of salaf saliheen you can't go against the ta'amul and tawaruth and continuous practice of salaf saliheen so uh, 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 putting bringing this to a close i will say that many books have been written in defense of fazail e amal for example Azhar sheikh rahmatullah himself wrote one book kutub e fazail par Ishkalat uske <laughs> jawabat Number two, Abke Masahir Al-Mukahal. Maulana Yusuf Dhirmi Rahmatullah Ali in his Fatawa has defended Tablighi Jamaat and has defended Faza'ili Ahmal. He is a Khalifa of Hazrat Sheikh Zakariya Rahmatullah Ali as well. Number three, Ek Yad Ghar Mulaqat by Maulana Muhammad Amin Safdar Ukarvi. This is a small Risala in Maulana Amin Safdar Ukarvi's Majmua Rasa'il. You know, he has this he had this conversation with a a, a person called wahid sahab wahid sahab was in karachi and uh, he came to see Maulana sahab and he said uh, i had a job in america and uh, i went there i was doing my job further away from deen some brothers from jamaat you know uh, i met them somewhere they took my uh, address phone number they came to my house and you know they encouraged me uh, about practice to practice and taught me about deen I like them I started frequenting the masjid I went in Tamleer Jamal Alhamdulillah my condition improved deen came in our house we started doing ta'leem of fazail e amal in our house my family my wife my children well, Alhamdulillah we had so much sukoon and peace in our lives So, I started going in Jamaat as well and for four years, I used to go whenever I could and alhamdulillah we had so much sukoon. Suddenly, on one Eid, I met some youngsters at one place and uh, they invited me to their place but they had no beard on their faces and uh, you know, they were talking about Deen. So, I thought to myself, let me go and talk to them, give them some advice. So, when I went to their place, rather than giving them some advice, they started giving me advice. And they started saying, you are doing this Tabligh Jamal, Fazaili A'mal, this is wrong, that is wrong, this is fabrication, that is fabrication. You need to read this book. You need to read Salatul Rasul. Look at Salatul Rasul. You know, this is the proper Salatul Rasul came from Makkah and Medina, and Fazaili A'mal came from India. So why are you reading Indian book? And why are you not reading uh, the Makki and Madani book? So I said to them, where was Fazaili Salatul Rasul written? It was written in Sialkot. So it's Sialkoti book, not Makkah Medina book. So he said, well, the Hadith in there is from Makkah, Medina. So I said, well, Hadith in Fazaili Amal is also from Makkah, Medina. <laughs> However, they started saying that, well, this is and look, this is fabrication, that is fabrication. I said, look, in, uh, you know, uh, Fazaili Amal, in one place it's written that uh, Hazrat Hanzala came to the Prophet and said, Ya Rasulullah, nafaq Hanzala. Hanzala has become a hypocrite. Why? said, because we have wives, we have children. So uh, we stay in your majlis and we feel really good. As though Jannah uh, is before our eyes. But when we leave your majlis, go to our wives and children, then uh, we forget all that. And our condition is different. This is hypocrisy. So Prophet said, Ya said, If you remain in the state in which you are with me, then Malaika will shake hands with you while you are walking on the ro- road. So, however Hanzala sa'atan wa saa'tan. This condition is also necessary, that is also necessary. Sometimes this, sometimes that. Both are necessary to have a smooth life. So he says, this is uh, 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 happened. In one place, another hadith is narrated. That Hanzala had just got married. And uh, uh, he was in need of Ghusl Janabat here. And the... Cry, announcement was made that an army is attacking Medina. So he rushed towards the battlefield, and he fought. He became shaheed. So Prophet saw Sahaba saw that his body was already bathed and you know ready for burial. So they couldn't understand that who gave him ghusl and uh, ready for burial. So uh, Prophet informed the Sahaba that the Malaika gave him ghusl. They inquired about the reason and his wife said he was a first night. He had you know, had sexual intercourse. He had not done ghusl yet. And when the cry, announcement was called was made, he rushed towards the battlefield and he died in the state of Janaba. So Prophet ﷺ said that is why the malayka gave him ghusl. Now he says both hadiths contradict. In the first hadith they say he had children. But in this hadith it says that it was his first night, he had no children. So one of the two hadiths is wrong. Both hadiths are in faza'il amal. So, Fazai Amal has contradiction in it. So, Azad Mawlana Amin Saab said, Oh, bhai, this is not objection on Fazai Amal, this is the objection on the place where the hadith is coming from. And you are objecting because you are not understanding both hadiths. Both Hanzala are different. One Hanzala is Hanzala ibn Rabi'i, Katibul Wahi, the other Hanzala is Hanzala ibn Malik, Ghasilul Malaika. So the first one didn't have family, children, the second one was young. It was his first night, he had no children, there's no contradiction. So oh, those young men, they confused me, and I confused many people with this objection that this is wrong, it was highly So in this type of behavior, he said that, uh, you know, they drifted me away from deen, and all that peace and sukoon of mine, it deserted me. So when he spoke with Mawlana Amin Safdar Sahab, Mawlana Amin Sahab explained to him, he did Tawbah and he, Alhamdulillah, got back to, you know, his proper way of uh, going in the path of Allah and reading Fazaili A'mal, benefiting from the book of Hazrat Shaykh Rahmatullah So this is a short summary of uh, what Hazrat Mawlana has narrated in there. There's a lot of discussion in there uh, along with that as well. Also, Fazaili A'mal per I'tirazat, tune is is taqreer of Maulana Muhammad Ismail Muhammadi also tablighi jamaat ulama-e-haq ki adalat mein Maulana Muhammad Ayub Kohati Maulana fazail-e-a'maal aur sadaqat par baaz ehtirazat ki Muhammad ka adilana this is by Maulana Rab Nawas a huge book of maybe 500 pages and over here this tahqiqul maqal fi hadith of fazail Amar and this Maulana Abdullah Marufi sahab fazail al a'mal par e'tirazat so these are various books uh, with regards to fazail al and the objections that are made upon fazail al um I think we have covered almost everything. But I'm gonna finish off now. Just one thing to note. Whenever you object on someone or something, you have to be in you, know. you have to be just. This is the principle of Jarh wa The science of Criticism of Rijal I'm going to quote To you Something Which Hazrat Mawlana abdul hayy Lakhnavi, Rahmatullahi has written In Al-Raf'u wa ta'amil Fil Jarih wa Page number 67 He writes in there Yushtaratu fil Jarihi wal Muaddi العلم والتقوى والورع والصدق والتجنب عن التعصب ومعرفة أسباب الجرح والتزكية ومن ليس كذلك لا يقبل منه الجرح وللتزكية. Translation is when a person criticizes someone or praises someone, calls him reliable for both. The condition is that that person should have ilm knowledge taqwa fear of Allah Wara, cautious nature he should be of a cautious nature sidq he should be truthful and tajannub anita staying away from taasuh taasuh ka ka kaita drama karengi sahab racism biasness from being extremely biased towards your own views and against the other person is called تعصر. you are stubborn you stick to your views you don't want to hear about anyone else so you have to stay away from تعصر. and and you have to know the reasons for jarh and تزكير. he says if someone is not such a person, he has no ilam, he has no taqwa, he has no warah, he has no sidq, truthfulness. He doesn't stay away from ta'asub, and he doesn't know the asbab of jarh and tazkiyah, then his criticism or ta'adil, jarh or ta'adil will not be accepted. This is Mawlana Abdul Hayy, laknui. Listen to what Shamsuddin Zahabi, rahmatullah, says. Zahabi writes in Tazkiratul Hufaz, page 4, volume 1. حق على المحدث أن يتورع فيما يؤديه وأن يسأل أهل المعرفة والورع ليعينوه على إيضاح مروياته ولا سبيل إلى أن يصير العارف الذي يزكي نقلة الأخبار ويجرح ويجرحهم جهبذا يعني نقادا خبيرا إلا بإدمان الطلب والفحص عن هذا الشأن وكثرة المذاكره والسهر والتيقظ والفهم مع التقوى والدين المتين والإنصاح والتردد الى العلماء والاتقان والا تفعل فدع عنك الكتابة لست منها ولو صودت وجهك بالمداد فان انست من نفسك فهما وصدقا ودينا وورعا والا فلا تفعل وان غلب عليك الهوى والعصبية لراي او لمذهب فبالله لا تفعل مخلط, مخبط, you understand that? Brother Rasim, it's clear for you. Long ibarat. Shamsuddin Zahabi, he is saying that for a person who is busy in hadith, you know, and who is into hadith and the science of teaching, then it is necessary upon him to... Uh, Interact with Ahlul Ma'rifah wal Ask them, talk to them, understand from them so that they can explain the wazahat uh, of the riwayat. A person cannot be an arif, a, a man of knowledge who can go to the rank of, you know, Jarhan uh, Ta'deel of Ru'bal and be an expert in that field except by continuous research. And except by busy himself in this field, and except by المذاكرة, مزاولة, being busy and staying awake at night and staying alert, understanding, along with that, he should have taqwa, his deen should be strong, proper deendar, and he should have justice in him. And he should go and frequent the majalis of ulama, and he should be pukhta and profound in his knowledge. If you don't have these, then don't uh, get into this science of criticizing the muhaddithin and attacking them. bil-midadi. Leave yourself from writing these things even if you blacken your face with the ink. Then he says, if you feel in yourself understanding wisdom, truthfulness, deen, parhizgari wara, then you can speak on this in this field, otherwise don't do it. And if hawa, nafsani khayishat and desires, carnal desires, and asabiyyat, stubbornness, and biasness is ghalib on you for a rai or a for a Muzhab, then billah, billah, for Allah's sake, don't tire yourself. And if you know that you are only confusing people, and you are, you are causing a schism and a khabat among people, and you are abandoning the hudud of Allah, the limits set by Allah, you yourself are not properly practicing and you yourself are not proper dindar, then Farihna Minkal. Leave us from yourself. Please don't come into this field of criticizing. So to those who are objecting, I'm uh, requesting them, ponder over this chapter of Shamsuddin Zahabi Ramatullay. Then do get rid of all the asabiyat from your hearts and minds. And for those who are listening uh, wherever they are in the world. I will uh, request you as well, that don't believe in anyone who criticizes anyone on the internet, on WhatsApp, on social media and everywhere. You know, your, your deen should be strong, you should be, you should be very concerned about where you get your deen from. So don't get your deen from unreliable sources. When our Mashayikh, Hazrat Shaykh sheik Zakariya rahmatullah is such a great legend, we knew what type of muhaddis he was. Then, if someone starts attacking them, then it will only be for asabiyat and it will only be for نفس, some motives behind it. Otherwise, it's not for the sake of deen. There is no ikhlas in that type of uh, comment. There might be, you know, uh, some, Moranam Abdullah Ma'rufi has explained, but that can be. I, 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 I'll go over that uh, just one second. Hazrat Maulana Abdullah Marufi writes that objection on Fazail Kutub could be for one of three, you know, reasons, three types. One ishkal objection of Talibeh Haq, seeker of truth. If he comes to Aliy Ilm, ahli Ilm explains to them that objection is removed, and he his, his mind is at peace and tranquility. Number two, some ishkalat are from you know um, aqliya type, and they reject each and everything. And whatever this goes against their aqal, they reject it. Like we explained, khun pina, you know, drinking the blood, tawassul they wasila they're not going to expect, uh, uh, you know, accept, no matter what you say. So we don't need to, uh, you know, indulge with them. Number three, he says, some tanqidat objections are maybe ilmi. And they feel that this is something knowledgeable, and this is a reason. Now, if you you know go into Majmu'ah of Amal of Sheikhul Hadith, and if you have some objections, Hazrat Maulana says, study carefully. Insha'Allah, your objections will be removed. Hazrat Maulana says that um, we can give that answer with three points. Number one point is Fazaili Amal a Mu'tabar reliable book or not? And does Sheikh take his a hadith and his content from reliable sources or not this is one nukta check that out and we can say with 100% confidence that the sheikhs sources are reliable he takes from Tarhib tarhib of munziri he takes from al-Saliheen of nawawi he takes from al masabi he takes from the sharh of mishkat milqatul al liqari and he takes from ghazali's ihyaul ulum he takes from Raudul Riyahim. These are the main sources. He says, because these are my main sources, I don't give their references. But if there is another source, I give that reference for that kitab that this Muslim I have taken from this kitab. So his sources, where he gets his material from, is reliable, so the book is reliable. Number two. Second point is that, you know, with regards to um, um, using Zaif Ahadith in fazail amal is that correct or not correct? And I explained that in the first discourse that it is the Taamul of Salaf, Tawaruth of Salaf that weak Hadith are accepted in fazail amal So, Shaykh is going according to what is Mutawaris, what is in the terms of Imam Nabawi So, Shaykh's books can be trusted. And number three, Third point is, for tarheeb tarheeb can we use aqwal af'aal hikayat of saliheen or not? Can we use mubasharat and dreams, uh, you know, s- sahara or not? How, up to how much? This is the third point. And we have explained that, that using hikayat of saliheen is allowed, there is no harm in there. Allah Himself narrates hikayat in the Quran. Allah says, لِنُثَبِّتَ بِهِ وَكُلًّا نَقُصُّ عَلَيْكَ مِنْ أَنْبَاءِ الرُّسُلِ مَا نُثَبِّتُ بِهِ فُعَادًا تَثْبِيطُ الْفُعَادُ With hikayat, the heart is strengthened. So Ajr al-Shaykh r.a narrates these stories to strengthen the heart. And they are narrated from a reliable sources. They know his own stories, he's narrating them. And he feels that they are okay. We feel they are okay as well. Alhamdulillah, throughout the whole world, people study Fazaili amal and they, Alhamdulillah, you know, rely, trust As the Shaykh We also trust him. There is no harm in that. So this is what, uh, uh, you know, with regards to that. Finally, we'll close off again on that subject of the conditions of a jarih. When you want to criticize, how should you be? ان فواتح الرحمود شرح مسلم الثبوت لا بد للمزكي أيضاً. ان يكون عدلا عارفا باسباب الجرح والتعديل وان يكون منصفا ناصحا لا ان يكون متعصبا ومعجبا بنفسه فانه لا اعتداد بقول المتعصب كما قد دار قطني في الامام الهمام ابي حنيفة رضي الله عنه بانه ضعيف في الحديث وأي شناعة فوق هذا؟ فإن الإمام باحنيفة رحمه الله إمام وريع تقي نقي خائف من الله وله كرامات شهيرة فبأي شيء تطرق إليه الضعف؟ هذا جارح ومزكي. Should have full knowledge of criticism and asbab and he should be munsef just, and he should be nāsih What should he be? ناسح. ناسح khai, wishing well. Trying to get the best for the community, trying to get the best for the other people. Sheikh Zakariya was of this type. He wanted the best for the Muslim world. So, in order to give the best to the Muslim world, he wrote Faza'ili Aman, And he worked really hard, tirelessly, he spent hours and hours studying. I've been to Saharanpur, I've been to his study room upstairs, small room surrounded by books. And he used to lock himself downstairs so nobody could come up. And he was sitting there for hours and hours writing, writing, without any uh, you know, uh, disturbance. No disturbance whatsoever. He's there alone, writing, busying for many hours. Once, Malakul Maud came to meet him there as well. The doors were locked. And suddenly, he sees someone in front of him. He's a, a in shop And he said, don't worry, I'm Malakul Maud. And the Shaykh, said, come on, then take me. And your time is not up okay. here. I've just come to have a chat with you and you know, feel you make, make you feel at peace. When your time comes, we'll take you inshallah. See, this is when he is busy inshallah, absorbed in it. In fact, I went in Ramadan and by Shaheed Saharapudi once mentioned that my father Hakim Ilyasah who was very close to Sheikh shaykh He went up to Hazrat Sheikh's, you know, Daru tasrif at about 11.30. So, Hazrat shaykh was busy in writing. So when he opened the door, he said, Hakim uh, Ji, because he was, you know, related, so he had special access. So he went up there. So he said, Hakim Ji, 11.30? He said, yes. 2-4 children. Caught those 3 youngsters with lati, with sticks. So they came up and azra Sheikh sheik Ramadullah said, Wahan, o, There's a snake hiding behind that those books. So, remove those books and kill him. It is a snake, it's not a gene or anything else. So, uh, Hakim Ji went and you know brought those youngsters. So, they removed the book and the snake came out and stood up with his you jacket. Know, and the youngsters finished it off. Now, imagine, as the Sheikh was sat there, he was writing, he was so absorbed in the writing that even that snake did not disturb him. These, he had his Darut Tasneef And he had all books around him He's busy with all the books And he's writing, 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 writing. This is how he wrote all these books And finally, my dear friends Sheikh Zakaria billah didn't want to take the community to Jahannam By writing fabricated hadith and fabricated stories He was fearful of Allah himself He wanted to take the people to Jannah. That's why he wrote this kitab Some people say You know, one of my friends You know um, in fact, our brother Saeed Anwar, Krigir, he, he had a friendship with one of the Imams of Gher Mukhalid, non Mukhalid, because they are both from the same area. So he went to visit him and he came to UK, up north. So friends start talking, and then he, they talk about Tabliq, and I said, This guy is Jamaat wali Jamaat. They misguide people. So Saeed Anwar said, Mawlana sabi, You are Morana, I am not Morana. I want to ask one question. You know, what is this Jamaat doing? It's going around people's homes, knocking doors, bringing them to masjid, making them pray namaz, right? That's all they're doing. So, namaz, paro, roze rakho, Allah, Allah karo, zikr, karo, iman, yaqeen, akhirat. Many people are keeping beard, mashallah, coming to deen. You know, many deen in many homes. He said, yeah, we have to accept that. So, Sayyid Anwar said, can hidayat be spread by a jamaat of dalalat hidayat can only be spread by a jamaat of hidayat not by dalalat if a jamaat if his group is misguided they will only spread misguidance. if tabliq is spreading guidance then it is on guidance itself this is a simple i'm just i'm not debating with any scholarly missile i'm just asking you a simple question and this is my understanding that Alhamdulillah jama'at-tabliighi is spreading hidayat. fazail Ahmad is spreading hidayat. So it can only be a book of hidayat, a book of misguidance, a book of dalal and Gumrahi cannot spread hidayat. It's a simple you know, fact for a layman to understand. So this is what I will conclude. The talk on that Alhamdulillah Fazaili Amal is a book of Hidayat. That is why it's spreading Hidayat around the world and that is why it's the most read book around the world after the Quran Sharif. Even today, wherever you go Alhamdulillah, the book is read and people uh, get guidance through it. May Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala shower immense Rahmah and Barakah and peace upon the grave of Hazrat Shaykhul Hadith May Allah reward him for his efforts, may Allah elevate his ranks and may Allah preserve and protect all the good works which Hazrat has done. All Fazaili A'mal, Avjadul Masalik and Bazal and Lami' and Khasaili Nabavi and Hajjadul Wada. Hazrat ( בש) Sheikh wrote over 110 (consult) books, large and small, he was a great author. He, you know, for Aujazul Masalik, it took him 30 years to write Aujazul Masalik. 30 years, a huge encyclopedia. If you need a team to write, he, he single-handedly wrote that book. So he, he was a great man of his time. And you know, Alhamdulillah, he did good work. Brother Wasim was asking, did you meet Sheikh Zakaria? Have you had your, how did you benefit from him? Yes, Alhamdulillah, we did meet him twice in 1979 and in 1981 when he came to the UK. And in 1981, Alhamdulillah, I had the uh, privilege to get bayat to towards the Sheikh Zakaria. So we were bayat to him as well. And also I had the uh, privilege of taking ijazat of hadith from Hazrat Sheikh Zakaria as well. So we have ijazat of teaching hadith from Hazrat al This is all the barakat of Harul al and of our Hazrat Walana Yusuf Muta'ala Sahib, Lamar that we were studying Riyadus Salihin at that time. So Hazrat sheikh shaykh Zakariya Rahmatullah said, all those students who are studying hadith, you know, I will give them uh, ijazat of teaching hadith. So he had a small booklet in which he would sign or stamp so, uh, 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 we were told to copy that page of Ijazat. We copied it, and the Sheikh's stamps were made there. And, alhamdulillah, we have Ijazat of teaching Hadith from Hazrat Sheikh Zakariya Rahmatullah Alayhi and uh, the privilege to get beer to him as well. So, this is our uh, um, you know, connection with Hazrat Sheikh Rahmatullah Ali. May Allah accept, may Allah be pleased. JazakAllah for giving me your time and inviting me over here. And inshallah, we will conclude on that. Do you
0: have any questions?
1: Reading two books—I didn't say reading two books. Did I say something like two books? I meant Fazail-e-Amal. Read all fazail amal Fazail-e-Sadaqat I mentioned more important because Fazail-e-Sadaqat is something which we need today because today we are in material world. Everybody is after the material world. Dunya, dunya, dunya. Paisa, 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 paisa. We want money. We want to become millionaire. Easy money. Who wants to be a millionaire? So everybody wants to be a millionaire. So if you read Fazail-e-Sadaqat, it brings zukhd in you. And it brings you closer to akhirat and distances you from dunya. So this is why I put more emphasis on fazail sadaqah. Otherwise, read all the books. You know, I mentioned in Mufti Farooq Sahib's in Meirat in Khanqa. The whole fazaili amal from beginning till end was read in Ta'aleem throughout the month of Ramadan. For one hour or one and a half hours, it was read every day. So read fazaili amal and insha'Allah, you will benefit from that. No. Did Mawlana Talha sahab and others consider editing Fazaili Amal and removing anything from it? Not that I know of, no. In fact, they they published it as it is. You know, Fazaili Amal's old name was Tablighi Nisab. Then they changed it uh, to Fazaili Amal. For some, whatever the reason was. But in Tablighi Nisab, the old one, Fazaili ad was included in there. Then later on, Fazaili ad was published separately. That is why in Fazaili Amal there's six books and fadal e Sharif is published separately. background Yeah, you This is published separately. in a beautiful, you know, maybe will be importance of Salat Al-Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Developing connection with the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. available from Darul Ulum. And is available in all major bookshops. And it's available in English as well. Mufti Javed, Iqbal Sahib over here, translated into English. You can take it from him over here in Birmingham from Mufti Javed Sahib, Inshallah. Do you get it? Just it? Just it? Just pray for your prayer, pray Allahumma wa bihamdih. Nashhadu an la ilaha illan. Nastaqfiruka wa natubu ilayk. Allahumma naka alhamdu wa lagashru. Allahumma la nusithanan alayk. Antaka maathini ta'ala nusit. اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد النبي وسلم تسليما اللهم انفعنا بما علمتنا وعلمنا ما ينفعنا وزدنا علما اللهم حبك وحب الرسول وحب ينفعنا حبه عندك وحب عمل يقربنا الى حبك يا you are the most merciful among those who show mercy Allah please have mercy upon us please forgive our mistakes please forgive our shortcomings please have mercy upon us Allah please accept this program Allah please Give a good reward to Hazrat Shaykh al Hadith for writing for and accept his work for Zaidiyah spread it around the world give the people the tawfiq to read Fazaili Amal and to benefit from Fazaili Amal and to change their lives through Fazaili Amal the understanding of the virtues of uh, actions and deeds and to practice and draw themselves closer and gain the taqarrub qurb of Allah and the mahbubiyat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through Fazaili Amal and accept our program accept the good work that Mufti Tawseer Sahib and Darul Ilm is doing and Allah uh, uh, um, grant him Baraka and Turkey and progress and fulfill these needs. And uh, Allah grant, uh, Give good reward To the uh, community And the community Of this masjid Make this masjid A uh, markaz of Rush and hidayat For all those Who are in the neighborhood And uh, Allah Fulfill the needs Of this masjid as well Protect the masjid And uh, Allah, Allah Fulfill their needs Accept our humble efforts Be pleased with us Give us all those Good things Which your beloved Nabi Sallallahu alaihi wasallam Asked from you Protect us from all those Trials, tribulations Problems Fitnas From which Your beloved Nabi Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam who seek your protection, Robin at Rahim, Wali, to Hazard Sheikh for one for coming all the
0: way to deliver this <laughs> fantastic <laughs> course inshallah what we're going to be doing is we're going to be compiling all the notes which uh, Hazrat went over and inshallah we'll be sending it to hazrat for proofread and thereafter we'll be inshallah making it into a small booklet that- and give it out to everyone inshallah uh to all the brothers and sisters for attending jazakallah once again to hazrat for coming uh, also this was like as i said our very first course so i would really really request brothers or sisters if you could give us some feedback inshallah and how to improve it next time. Also again another reminder, Hazrat's uh, kitabs are being sold uh, in the room adjacent to the main Jamaatana also uh, at the back of the Sisters Hall uh, if anybody is interested inshallah, please have a, a look before you go inshallah. JazakAllah khair once again to everybody uh, Masjid Committee, everyone for making this event successful JazakAllah khair, as alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh